Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Dom Brenneman. Well, a happy Tuesday morning to you. This is Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. We come your way every day from 10 hey. to 12. And you can, as always... Watch this show, and by watch, I mean listen in podcast form on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, no free ads, but I'm a Spotify guy. I know that like 80% of our audience are, are Apple podcast folks. Hmm. In fact, it brings me to a point. I was thinking the other day when I heard that statistic, how many people just genuinely get an iPhone, no free ads, and they never download hardly any other apps. They use the weather app that's on there. They use whatever Apple provides them. It's just like the state-run apps. And I feel sorry for those folks. There are better things out there. You just got to click on the App Store icon and go out there and do a little searching. Maybe Google could be your friend. Uh, again, podcast platform for Apple might be your thing. But I would suggest maybe looking, uh, looking in the other parts of the world. Spotify, uh, they don't pay us, but I'm a Spotify fan. All right, um, the Reds. You know, the, the worst part about this is, is, that, uh, is that I have to, and I'm not trying to say, I'm, I don't want any self-pity here. I'm not, I'm not asking for any sympathy. But the worst part about this is, is that I take over for this show. Obviously, I do Chatterbox Reds. Uh, shout out Nick Kirby. And um, you watch the games, and we go live right after the games. And these games are ending at like, you know, Midnight, 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. Show ends at 1.30. Podcast gets uploaded around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then you get your sleep. And then by the time you wake up, you realize, oh, wait a minute. I got to do a show at 10. What are we talking about? Let's just talk about the Reds. <laughs> so for those that listen to Chatterbox Reds and this show, I apologize a little bit. It's probably going to be a little bit of a broken record for the next small amount of days. But once the Reds get off the West Coast, I promise you, I promise you I'll be a better host. Other news, uh, there are roster cuts in the NFL, and I know that this is an exciting day would maybe be a strong term for some. I know that there's some more clarity that comes during roster cut day. It's a little bit of a sad day, however. There's a lot of guys that, uh, that are going to find out today that the dream is over. They've been playing football since they were five years old, and they're really good football players. That's the thing that's crazy. This isn't a country that has, quite frankly, I guess you could argue the XFL and the USFL has, has kind of bridged that gap a little bit. But this isn't a, this isn't a situation where, shout out uh, Brett Kennedy, where you could go play some independent ball, get a little bit better, find a way to, to become a little bit better, and then all of a sudden get right back on. I understand there's the practice squad, but again, thousands, thousands of people today are going to lose what they think could be their their job. So, a little perspective to start today. I'm glad to still have one. We had the match yesterday. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. But I do think, uh, in my heart of hearts, that this this match will be better than the other one. Um, I think it'll be better than the other one. I really do. This one. This one was. Uh, it was something. It was something. And then, of course, you know, at some point in this show, I'm sure WL, WT, no free ads will come up. Uh, everybody in this office, and I say everybody as in uh, Casey and Elliot, are raging <laughs> pissed. Raging pissed. Beyond pissed. 
I'm sitting here, and I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm not. I'm. I. I like to think that I'm a leader. At this point, though, I'm sitting back. I'm telling. I'm looking at them both. I'm wondering. You tell me where to go and where I got to be and how to get there, and I promise I'll help. I'm not fueling the fire, though. I'm, I'm sitting around kind of looking around like, am I supposed to be all that pissed off, too? But maybe I should be. We'll find out in this show if I should be pissed, too. Maybe I should be. <laughs> Casey had us ready to run through a brick wall yesterday. Boy, me and Trace were funny. sitting here in the office right, right after we got back from the golf match, and Casey's sitting in. He's fired up about this WWT stuff. And me and Trace are just like, hell yeah. I mean, these walls were almost gone. We were ready to run through them. I mean, it was complete malpractice, 100%. You don't even mention the people that are putting on the damn event. Like, it's a it's a minute and a half story, right? It's at the top of the show, and they make this big deal about it, and they don't even mention Chatterbox. They, they, they mention the video board. They mention how awesome and fun it was, but they also, like, slid in there, like, it was a crazy mess. They could only put on one show because it was so unorganized. And that made me even more pissed because I'm like, they don't know they what we that? had to do. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they don't know what we had to do to even put that on. So when Casey <laughs> sent that text yesterday, I didn't know. I didn't really know what he meant. I didn't know if it was like a little one minute thing they do. I don't because, you know, I don't. And this is no this is no knock on, on, on local news. I support local businesses, local news. Uh, but the product is unwatchable. I would rather, I mean, I would truly rather cut off my own arms than watch the local news. So I, I think if you're, if you're trying to watch the local news and you're hoping for great content, unfortunately, you're not going to find it. So when Casey sent that, I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know who's running this story. Maybe it's just a little teaser thing they're doing. No, it was a full-on story. They wrote an article. They had a video to play with it. They interviewed people. They found people to interview but they couldn't find the people who were responsible for the event? Hmm. I saw, I looked, I, I went on an investigation and I looked up for this guy. I don't know, I forget his name already. This guy's a bum. But apparently he's won Emmys. I don't know what kind of local news Emmys they're giving out these days, but he got an Emmy. And, I, and you know, you would think like a big J journalist like himself would be able to be like, hmm, I'm going to write a whole story. I'm going to interview people. Maybe let's find out who's running the event. I'm going to make a story about an event. Somebody surely has to run it. It doesn't just appear. There's a, they mentioned a video board. Hmm, who, do, who owns the video board? Does that just pop out of the ground on a short find? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think Wingstop's running out of a video board at, at random times during the day. So I don't know. It was, I, thought, I thought Casey was right. I think Casey was right to be upset. Absolutely yeah. he was right. I mean, here's the thing, right? We're a small business. And we're trying to grow and make a name for ourselves. That is a perfect time, a perfect opportunity. The 5 o'clock news. 5 o'clock is their prime time. That's when they get the top of their, their stories out. And that one mention of us, it was complete malpractice. It was. And the, fa the fact that they wanted to slight us without even mentioning our name. I mean, have the all... Have the, the gumption, like the, the fortitude, the gumption, yes, the fortitude, yes. the gall, I, like, the gall. I listen, I and I don't expect anything better from the third, the third best local Ooh. news provider in the city when there's oh only three. But WLWT, shout out, to, shout out to you guys. I mean, I, I, 
I, I remember <laughs> I remember waking up in the mornings for school, like if there was snow and I would go to WLWT, I would check if my school was closed. That was the only thing WLWT has ever been good for. And now that's irrelevant too. So some bye bye. All right, let me paint the yeah, picture. Some people here. are confused. Let Trace. me paint the picture. Explain this. Let me paint the picture. If I've done anything great at this company, it's that I got two guys in here raging pissed off that somebody gave us free press to come to our event where we're gonna sell things at and make us money. But you know what? They didn't mention Chatterbox, and I think that is kind of malpractice, but I've been used to this. I started this company a long time ago, and by a long time ago, I mean like three or four years ago. I don't even remember at this point. Maybe it's five. My point is this. You're always slighted by the big J journalists. You're always you're always pushed to the side acting like what your product is is just this hobby, this this little sideshow, not that big of a deal, this, that, and the other. Well, I got news for them. I don't know if they've looked at the demographics. I don't know if they have a head on their shoulders, but I got I got news for them. They, 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 to be fair, many of them will be dead and gone, perhaps, and maybe I'll be dead and gone. I don't know. But at some point, YouTube and digital media is going to be the way of the future, and nobody watches the 5 o'clock news anymore. Now, no disrespect, but I know that many people probably do watch the five o'clock news i don't because i don't want to hear about murders and people getting kidnapped every other story (laughs) but personally i think the world's a better place than just those stories and i also think that type of media in and of itself is all sensationalism it's all i don't want to say fake that's the wrong term to use i know that's political that's not what i'm trying to say but it's basically there to try to keep you entertained not to actually inform you of real news that's the truth Uh, but here's the thing if they don't want to give us credit for running this event, if they don't want to mention us, then it, does, then it means one thing, and I'm proud about this. It means that we are noticed. It means that we're a little bit of a threat. It means that they might be somewhat concerned about what we're doing versus what they have and what we have. Sorry that we have authenticity. Maybe we are a side project. Perhaps we're not professional. Maybe all those things are true. That, that may be true. I know one thing. I seen the press release we sent, and you know what? If you don't want to run the story, that's fine. I get that too. In fact, completely understandable. For those that don't know, have no idea what I'm talking about, we're running an event on Short Vine. Last year, uh, with, with all due respect, we, we pulled it straight out of the grave that it existed <laughs> from. Because there were no permits pulled. There were literally no plan. In fact, it's our stage. When I say our, I mean we own it. It's our stage. It's our video board. It's all of our people that work the event. It literally is put on. Every single thing outside of the portalettes that come from Rumpke and the beer trucks that come from Heidelberg. And I know those two companies because guess who's the one that actually hires them? I am. So at the end of the day, it literally is a chatterbox ran event. You run a story and you don't mention it on purpose. That's the thing that's funny to me. That's, the, that's why I actually get my laugh from, and that's why these two guys are raging pissed, is that it'd be like saying that it's the fireworks down at the river, but they fail to mention it's the WEBN fireworks. Correct. I mean, at some point, have a little bit of respect. Have a little bit of, of, of you guys said, the gumption, just to mention who it is. If you haven't seen it, perhaps this will break copyright rules and we'll get a season to assist or whatever. I could give a damn. I really could. I could give a damn. Run the clip so people know what we're talking about. Popular block party returns to UC this weekend after problems organizing it last year and safety concerns for the new semester. Yeah, so the sports bash on Short Vine will shut down the street for sports a special bash. game day party. <laughs> sports Debbie bash. Debbie Lovett, right. Brian Hamrick is live along Short oh, Vine no, with the, the, the plans third, to keep this year's event <laughs> running smoothly. Hi, Brian. Yeah, hey, Cherie. Well, here's the game plan that they have lined out up here. 
So that, they're going to shut down all that of this. This is uh, we're talking Hamrick. about short vine from here at Emmy Charlton. Take all back the way what, what's an Emmy worth of Brian that Hamrick's entire getting. block to Kroger. They're going to shut it down for five games beginning with this weekend's game. And the, they had so much success oh. with the first one, they're going to expand they? the program. Fans crowded into Quarryville for the sports bash on Short Vine last year. And now the block party is back five times over. It's a Jumbotron broadcasting Mars. the game and a band on one a end band. of the event. There is no band. It's chaotic, but chaos the in a good way. You know, everyone's so pumped up. This year, they'll put the party into play for the home games facing Eastern Kentucky, Miami, Oklahoma, Baylor, and UCF. The first kickoff is coming, and the pay dirt is for many of the businesses along Short Vine. Yeah, so very excited. Last year, we just had the one game for the homecoming game, and it was awesome. There was a great turnout. I was here with my parents. Um, the street was packed. You couldn't move, so the fact that they're doing this for five games this year, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. It's going to definitely add for the city and bring a boom of business to the city and the new conference and the different teams coming in. We're definitely going to see a lot of people from out of state, which will definitely be great for the city. Yeah, so it all starts with this first game against uh, Eastern Kentucky this weekend. So this whole area becomes sort of like a Dora area Wrong. up here. And it lasts from noon until 730. Wrong. So a lot of opportunities for these businesses. Nice hair, Brian. Make a little extra money. Reporting live, Brian Hemrick, WLWT News 5. All right, Brian, thanks so much. For I mean, he, he called it the sports bash. All right, so here's the, the thing. The sports bash. <laughs> We're Chatterbox Sports. Yeah, you can't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> sports bash? <laughs> Golly, just do some reading. Read. Read. They, what? They. Do Who's some they? research. They are organizing this. They are getting a video board. They are getting a marching band. There is no marching band. There is no they. It's we. It's us. Cherie. Mike. Do better. It's got to be better. I mean, this is terrible. I mean, if listen, the local news, 15 minutes are murders, 15 minutes are the weather. Let me tell you the weather real quick. It's 67. That's how quick it's 67. It's That's a 15 minute segment on the local news. <laughs> how cold is it? How cold is it, weatherman Bob? 67. <laughs> 67 degrees. Why don't you look outside your windows? I mean, this is terrible. And then, again, I, I have respect for local news people. They try their damnedest. You have love for them, too. Love yeah, I have love and respect for these people. Yeah, uh, that's where but I give came me a from. break. Your show's a joke. That's a joke. How do you... How He's out there on the street. His shirt's untucked. He's got no hair. And, I, and again, I respect people who don't have hair. I know people in my life who don't have hair. But he has no hair. I can't do this. I mean, we can't, I mean, we, we can't be running stories like that and not crediting the main part of the story. It's us, Chatterbox Sports. That's the story. The, the most egregious thing is that Brian hair plug over there he got a freaking <laughs> Emmy. What is that about? Take that thing back. Multiple, several. Several Emmys? Several Emmys? Throw them in the river because that's what they're worth. Nada. Nothing. See you later, Brian hair plug. Anyways. <laughs> so, to be clear, if you watch that and you're actually are trying to take some kind, of, some kind of actual real truth from it, there is no Dora. Okay, that's illegal. Uh, if you have any sense of a brain or understand how Dora's work, you got to understand that that has actually proved to the state of Ohio and the city. You don't just get a Dora. So first and foremost, uh, that is not true. It's not a Dora. We do have beer trucks on the street and you can, you can consume beverages on the street, but you can't take them off the street. Um, and you can't bring outside beverages in. That's the rules. I do want to make that clear because ultimately that's probably of all the things that he said, 
Um, what's funny is there was a press release sent by me that morning, just letting them know, letting all the news stations know what it was, what it is, what to expect. Uh, a band was never in there. I don't know where a band came from. There is no band. All right. There is, there is DJs. There's, there's music. Um, but it's also funny that they didn't mention any of the businesses that are associated with the, with the, with the La Rosa's pizza is going to be there. Uh, UDF is going to be handing out free, uh, samples. I am told. So, you know, don't bring them up either. That's fine. All right. I don't know how much the chat really cares about it. I know you guys want to talk about it really quickly. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I mean, I, I've never seen Casey be so pissed about something in my life. And actually, I think it's great. It's a good thing. Casey was pissed. Kind of got me going a little bit. Kind of got my juices flowing. I'm like, maybe I should be mad about this. Maybe I should be because I always just brush it off. Like, yeah, there's those guys. They don't like us. In fact, my favorite part, and I do appreciate Jolly Jolly tagging other guys, but Jolly Jolly, I know this is going to hurt your heart maybe, but the guy that you tagged asking for help down at WLWT, he called us minions three years ago. Actually, he called Reed a oh, minion yeah. three oh, years yeah. ago, called him behind his back, took a picture of Reed Mouse. This is a true story. People think I, you might not even know this story. So this camera operator at WLWT, I don't know why we have run-ins at WLWT, Golly. but we seem to have that. Uh, anyway... Took a picture of Reed at a high school basketball game on his iPad, mind you. And we told him to do this. Getting content, it, right. Yeah. All you were doing was taking a small little Twitter video for like eight seconds of the end yeah. of a quarter so you could tweet it out. Instead of being boring like all the other, quite frankly, uh, news agencies were in regards to Twitter. Instead of putting just like a, a one-line uh, Taft leads you know, Baden, 35, 34 at halftime. And that's literally a one line thing on Twitter. We started to be like, you know what? It needs to be a little more like, it needs some more flavor. Let's have the score, but below it, let's put like the last eight seconds of the quarter as a little short video because it's a little more interactive. You're going to get some more engagement. Now they might not know a thing or two about that. I understand. However, this guy decided he was going to take a picture of Reed on his iPad Assuming I think he thought that you were trying to video the game like you were going to drop a news highlight later, right. in the, later in the evening and said, look at all these minions trying to be like something said, us. Look, look at all the professional minions. Hashtag everybody wants to do it. I love how he remembers that, by oh, the way. Yeah. That was it like four escape. years ago. Reed Mouth had that right on the back of the dome. He knows what he said. I got it tattooed But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. No, though. That, 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 that is where we're at with the whole landscape of media. It's a sad situation. I don't know why many people can't just agree that there's multitude of ways to go about doing the same thing. And whether you enjoy one way or the other way, so be it. If you want to turn on the news at 5 o'clock and you think that's the best way to entertain yourself and find your news uh, for the city, then, uh, then by all means, go ahead and watch it. Uh, obviously, Elliot doesn't believe that based off of what he just said. No, I said it with love and respect. To, to be clear, I don't watch the news ever. This is – it just <laughs> happened by chance that I was at my in-law's house. They have the news on. I sit down getting ready to do the – I'm getting ready to leave for the coach's show. And I'm like, oh, they're going to talk about Chatterbox. And I sit there waiting for it, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. But – Well, the funny thing is is that – uh, for those that are asking how, how what happened with the whole Reed situation, Reed didn't even know the guy took his picture. The guy, I, the I guy literally the just morning, took his yeah. picture behind his back. Like, like, could you, first of all, could you imagine being a grown adult taking a picture of, and I don't say a kid, but basically Reed was like 22 at the I time. I was 22, yeah. 22 years old at the time, just basically getting his feet wet in an industry. Being a veteran in the industry, having no, no respect at all, but basically being as insecure to take a picture of a kid doing a job per se, and then basically making fun of them and putting it out on your social media channel. And then old boy here, Trace finds it. I just, 
I don't know how I seen it. I randomly seen it. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't think that's a minion. I think that's at Reed Mouse. And then all of a sudden, I will say, luckily for him, this was our early days. So he only got like a select few people on him. But if that would have happened today, I'm pretty sure he got dunked on. He got dunked on pretty hard. I get that. But I'm saying in general terms, if it would have happened today, this chat would have eaten him alive. Now, half of them wouldn't have because they would have been like, yeah, fire Reed. But, you know, you get my point. All right. um, Let's start with the Reds. I know that uh, I know many of you, especially Ron, of all people, want to talk about Cincinnati sports, and we do too. Unfortunately, there's nothing really all that great to talk about with the Reds, if we're being completely honest. we did a little bit of research. We actually, uh, and I say we, as in uh, Elliot and Reed over there, kind of were digging through some numbers. There are some interesting things about this Reds team. And, and basically, the offense is, is where we start. It is the reason, the sole reason, in my opinion, as to why this slide has happened. It's why it's continued to happen. And I, like I said yesterday, I'll say the same types of things I said on the show that I'll say here today. And I'll turn it over to you guys to kind of put some, a little bit of, paint a little bit of picture around what this Reds offense has done from a statistical standpoint. I feel like we've walked into the hospital, right? And, you know, you have a loved one there, and, and hopefully you've never had to handle this or deal with this in your life. But if you have, you'll, you'll know what I mean. And maybe it's a little too, a little too heavy for me to, to kind of use this as a sports analogy. But you walk into the hospital, and uh, the doctor comes out about a loved one, and he, and he says, you know, hey, here's the problem. This is the situation. It's not looking all that great, you know, but, but we'll keep an eye on it. And you ask the question, like, well, what, what can we do to fix it? How can we help? Like, what, what is there that you could possibly give this said person, whether it's drugs, whether it's, it's therapeutic ways of, 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 of healing them? What can you do? And the doctor just says, there's nothing we can do. That is where this Reds offense is. There's nothing. There's no, there's no bullets in the chamber, people. Now, maybe you could convince me that if they call up Jose Barrero, and I know many people are laughing now. <laughs> Jose Barrero has played better. Maybe you convince me that maybe Jonathan India will be ready in, 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 a, in a short order, four or five days from now. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Maybe you could convince me Jake Fraley is going to come back against the Cubs and be the old, old Jake Fraley and hit the ground running with a broken toe. I don't know if I'm buying it. But we are who we are. Matt McClain uh, is on the 10-day IL. And he's got an oblique injury, which if you know anything about oblique injuries, 10 days seems very fast turnaround. I don't know if it's going to be 10 days. It seems a little more likely that they put him on the 10-day IL, just praying and hoping that he could possibly be back in 10 days. So they, that's what they did. And after 10 days, they'll reassess the situation. I just have a hard time believing that he's going to be back in 10 days. We shall see. Uh, Mr. Mo, thank you for the super chat. Anchorman style brawl. Reed versus fake Emmy. Uh, I got Reed. Hairless Hamrick. I got Reed. I got Reed. Hey, too. boxing, boxing and fighting is a young man's game for the most part. Now, clearly, you can have some, you can have some experience in your life, and maybe that'll help you. But more times than not, the younger, stronger person wins. Um, that is Reed. All right, guys, paint a picture around this offense a little bit. You guys came up with some stats that I thought were relatively interesting, uh, and it doesn't really help. If you're looking for optimism, this doesn't, <laughs> this, this doesn't really help, does it, Elliot? No, it doesn't. So I have this stat here. And, and really, since the All-Star break, it's been a disaster. The Reds have now scored three runs or fewer in 21 of the 42 games since the All-Star break. And those 21 games where they scored three runs or fewer, the Cincinnati Reds are 1-20. 1-20 when they score three or fewer. Since, uh, since the All-Star break, weighted runs created plus on fan graphs out of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball. 
The Cincinnati Reds are 28th. Only two teams are worse. Now, granted, one of the teams that are worse than them, they are currently playing in the San Francisco Giants. But yeah, not good. I mean, 82, so 28% under league average, or 18% under league average. Just, just not good. Uh, it's this was the, the 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 pride of the team was how well they hit, and like I've said, you know, when you have young guys, they're going to go through slumps. When you have injuries and, and the team's not that depth, you're going to have some problems on the offensive side, and that's just where the Reds are right now. It's just a, it, it's just very early on in their window, and when it's early on in your window, it's normally youth and it's normally lack of depth, and that's just where they're at. Yeah, I don't think, and again, at some point, this is who you are. When you're 42 games into the, past the All-Star break and half, literally half the games you're not scoring any runs, that's just who you are. There's not any certain number of players that you can call up. You've called everybody that you can call up. Jose Barrero is not fixing the offense. Trey Mancini is not fixing this offense. Mm. There's nobody at the deadline that fixes this offense. You would have to seriously overhaul the lineup, which is not, which is not what's happening. Now, I know the injury bug unfortunately occurred at the worst possible time. You lose Jonathan India. You lose Jake Fraley. You lose Matt McClain now. Uh, and, and, you've been, and you've been losing guys periodically throughout the entire season, really. Some of them fake. Uh, shout out gastritis. Some of them real. But it's, it's at, at this point right now, you're dealing with a ton of injuries. The offense can't get anything going. And I, I don't think it will get anything going. I think Ellie De La Cruz is at bats. He's just gotten progressively worse as the season's gone on. I believe in Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz will probably be an MVP one day. But Ellie De La Cruz right now, his at-bats are not serious. He is swinging at baseballs that are bouncing 15 feet in front of the plate. Uh, you look at Christian Encarnacion Strand, he's, he's looking at balls right down the middle. I mean, there's really no set guy on this, on this lineup you feel confident about other than Will Benson and maybe T.J. Friedel, Spencer Steer also. But outside of those three guys right now at this very moment, there's nobody else on this team that you can rely on to, to, produce, to produce hits, to get on base. So I don't know. I, I think right now you have to just try to fight through, fight through the pain. The, the pitching's keeping the Reds in ball games. I, 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 every game from this point on, I firmly believe, is going to be close. It's going to be competitive because the bullpen's been phenomenal. And the, and the starting pitching, believe it or not, has been phenomenal since the All-Star break. It's a top 10 ERA uh, as a club since the All-Star break. So do I think the Reds are in uh, a bad shape? Yeah, I think, I think the offense, if you can't score runs... This, is, this was my knock against the Brewers all season. You just can't score. Unfortunately, now the Brewers are scoring runs. So if you can't score, you're not going to win any games. For, Trent Dilfer. For what it's worth, weighted runs created plus right now, Reds players. Ellie De La Cruz has the exact same RWC plus as Stuart Fairchild. He's the exact same hitter. He's been that. That can't happen. Yeah, he's been the same hitter as Tyler Stevenson. Tyler Stevenson's like 2% worse than him right now. It's 88 compared to 90. Just not very good for Ellie right now. Yeah, I mean, that's part of being a rookie, as we all know. But I think that Matt McClain ruined the ru – he basically ruined it for all the other rookies, right? And then Ellie came up, and he played so great that he started to, he started to create this expectation around the city where, in our mind, and I was, I was right there with everyone else, that every time a rookie comes up, they're just going to start tearing it up, and they were going to be a, a, basically an adrenaline shot to this Reds ball club, and that's not been the case. It's never good when you're relying on guys like T.J. Hopkins. Uh, T.J. Hopkins is a guy, when you go to his baseball reference page, has a Chattanooga Lookouts hat on. Uh, and on top of that, if you're asking how many doubles he's hit this year, the same as Elliott. <laughs> how many triples does he have this year? The same as Elliott. How many home runs does T.J. Hopkins have this year? The same as Elliott. And he's got one more, e <clears throat> excuse me, he's got one more RBI than, than uh, this office combined in the major leagues this year. So at the end of the day, let's face it, 
Reds offense, they need you guys. They need guys to get healthy. You know, it reminds me, and I know people probably think that I'm being uh, over the top with this. It does remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals from last year a little bit. Uh, in the sense that once you have so many injuries on a specific area of your ball club, you, you just kind of like laugh. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you can't prepare for this. You can't expect right. Duke Tobin to go out and have 10 offensive linemen if, if three or four or five of them get hurt and you expect these guys to be plug and play. Now, maybe that's not the perfect analogy, but that's how I feel. The Bengals offensive line last year had some injuries, as we all know. And the Reds at this point have some key guys that are contributors to the offensive side. None more so. None more so than Jake Fraley. Jake Fraley probably was a guy that's been slept on for, for, for all year long for Reds fans. I think that we called him Rake Fraley. We gave him his credit. We, we properly gave him his due. But I don't think we really knew how important he perhaps was to this team. Jake Fraley, we've missed him. And I'm not all that convinced. And again, maybe it's toxic trace. Maybe it's pessimistic. But I'm not all that convinced a guy with a broken toe is going to come back to the ball club and be this saving, this saving grace, if you will. So is it, is it over? Is it casket time? Is it coffin nails? Maybe. It could be. But they are 4-4 four and four on the road trip, which is a wild thing. That's what Nick Kirby would tell you. They're 4-4 four and four on the road trip. If they find a way to win hell, two games in a row against the Giants, you'd say that's a, that's a huge success. And then they come back and they play the most meaningful series of the year. So, do I think they're dead? No. I'd say they're five feet under, though. They're five feet under. Uh, they got one foot left. We'll see if they can figure a way out. At this point, though, the one thing that is a little, a little uh, disheartening is the division's over. The division, the division is completely locked up. Congratulations to the Brewers. Yeah, it's it's absurd. I just told these guys before the show started that the, the Cubs had a had a very easy 12-game stretch before this Brewers game last night. They had a very easy 12-game stretch. The Cubs went 8-4 and four over that 12-game stretch. They lost ground on the Brewers after going 8-4. and four. I mean, I, I don't I just I don't know what we do. It reminds me of when the Cubs were trying to get back into to contention back in June with the Reds. And the Reds were on a 12-game winning streak, and the Cubs were playing great. It's just they weren't playing better than the Reds, and that's what it feels like. I mean, the Brewers have this thing pretty much locked up. I had the, the playoff chances earlier on, on, um, on the, winning the division. I think it's like an 85% shot now for the Brewers. I mean, even if the, the Cubs win these next two games, which the Reds should be hoping that the Cubs win these next two games just because it makes the division a little easier for everybody. Um, even then, it's still a three-game they're still three games back. So, yeah, the Brewers are just playing too, too good a ball right now. This is what it is. So, it's it's a wild card. These are wild card teams, the Cubs and the Reds. And to say that the Reds are done, no. No. They still got two games against the Giants. They still got four games against the Cubs this weekend. And then they play the hottest team in baseball in the Mariners next week. If they could play well over the next week, they're, they're right in the thick of things, if not putting themselves in a great position to make the postseason. So, let's not let's not get in the panic room yet. I mean, you, you can have it ready. You can have your hand on the doorknob to get in the panic room, but it's fine. Everything's going to be all right. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the issue that I have is that uh, our best player, and that I, I think it's our best player, our best player just went on the 10-day uh, IL for the most meaningful 10 days of the entire season. So we'll see how that all rolls together, and, and, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I do not agree, though, that the we that Reds fans should be rooting for the Cubs uh, at all. 
that is not the case. I, I, I we, 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 so we, 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 we're, we're, we're punt, we've punted on the division. Let's punt. That's all collectively Reds fans. Let's do this together. We're punting on the division. We're focused on the wild card. We need the Cubs to lose every single game of the rest of the year. And then we need basically maybe the Giants and, or I guess you could say who's, who's ahead of the Giants. Um, Diamondbacks. Yeah. Diamondbacks. Thank you. Struggle. The Diamondbacks to falter down the stretch as well. At some point, though, what are we all trying? What, what, what's the what's the goal in mind? What's the end prize? That's 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 kind of like the that's kind of where I'm at too. What do we really want to like play? I, of course, we want to make the playoffs. I sound like an idiot, but my point is, is like I just want to play good baseball again. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I get the I get the playoffs. I get it. It's like Exciting I'm tired baseball. of rooting. I'm tired of rooting for the other teams to fail. I'd rather just watch the Reds win. And I think we're in a position right now, the reason all of us Reds fans are just looking around, looking at box score or looking at the scoreboard, we're hoping these other teams lose, 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 is because our team's playing so bad that we're just praying to God that they can tread water long enough to find a way to win some games. And Casey will remind us, Casey will remind us, September's coming. September's coming, September's Casey. Coming. Casey should be taking a victory lap right now. He correctly <laughs> predicted the downfall of the Cincinnati Reds. Hey, he, he, said he, 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 he predicted that the Reds would win 90 games, though. Well, yeah, but that projection's Man, that, he that projection is probably he not predicted the Reds would lose six of eight <laughs> series. Don't stop now. You got to go all in on You're this. You're right. He'll, 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 he'll right. go in a second. Let me let me set this up for him. He predicted the Reds would lose six of eight series. Two of the series being splits. The Reds have won one series in that span. No, two. They've won two series in that span. Everything else has been losses. Yeah, he I then mean, predicted I, the Reds to go on perhaps the most historic winning streak in the history of the sport in September, winning 25 of 30 games. Listen, Casey, Casey, don't let them give you crap for this. I, right. I'm giving him props. Uh, he, right. he predicted I mean, he's, this. He's, he's mad at you because you accurately predicted that the Reds he, are going to win the division with 91 <laughs> wins. Now, listen, I didn't say that they would win the division. I just said that they would make the playoffs. I actually said on that Friday show, I thought the, the Cubs had the best chance of winning the division. Well, they're done. But they, they lost game one against the Brewers last night, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. The they Brewers, finished the season against the Brewers, too. So, there's there's still some, some time there. But Brewers are starting to get hot. Here's my thing, guys. Um, they play the Mets, the Pirates, the Cardinals, and they play them a lot. Um, those teams stink. I mean, if they don't get 15 wins out of those, like, five series at least, then – you got to start worrying about next year, in my opinion. Oh, no. You got to start worrying about next year. You got to start worrying about next year. We're skipping but, winter meetings. We're doing listen, everything. Listen, they, they should be competitive. <laughs> they should be competitive against the Cubs at home. They should be competitive against uh, – they should be competitive against uh, – The Pirates, the Cardinals. Minnesota. They should be competitive against Minnesota. I'm – I'm not I, I would love for them to win tonight. If they win tonight, then I feel like I'm on track. If they lose tonight, it's going to be really tough because if I look at San Francisco's schedule here. For what um, it's worth about the, the Cubs they, and Reds while you're looking at your San Francisco schedule. Yeah. Is that uh, the back end of that, that series, it's going to be Graham Ashcraft and Andrew Abbott versus the back half of the, the Cubs rotation. But go on. Well, I was mistaken because the the, the uh, Giants have a really tough schedule. I mean, they play the Cubs, then they play the Diamondbacks and Dodgers. Um, they play the Padres, which I don't know if people still believe in the Padres. Uh, Cleveland. Padres are dead. Um, their only really easy game is Colorado. 
Yeah, the Giants. I think the but... Giants are dead. I think they're bums too. So I, I think mm-hmm. the Giants are done. Uh, right now, it's between the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. I think the Reds are better than the Diamondbacks. We have the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks. Right now, it comes down to that four-game series with Chicago. Casey predicted, I believe, a four-game sweep. Hey, so we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Chi-Town Real Estate comes in here every single day. More loving than I think our spouses, quite frankly. Um, he says, good morning. I love you. We love you. We love you, too, I love Chi-Town. you. I don't know about... Again, I, I do love I do love Chicago, the city. Uh, as far as the sports teams that play in it, maybe not as much. So, Tr- really, really quickly, okay, okay, okay. really quickly, um, if it is just between the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, the Cubs play the Diamondbacks seven more times. Yeah, the Cubs have a tough September. We, we could just root for one of those teams. Yeah, and just hope that they smash. I mean, I would, I, I would, I would, I would. So this is this is what I would propose as Reds fans, and to let Reed's dream come true. No, don't no, do no, this, no, no, Casey. No. What are you doing? Don't do this. Don't let, do this, let's Casey. Let's, let's do the opposite. Let's, Casey, let's let the Cubs no, really no, 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 do no, no, no. well. Let's I let died the Cubs in Chicago. Really well. I died there. And then, a part of my and then soul let the Diamondbacks diamond die. We're going Friday. And that creates a path for the Reds to uh, get that last wild card spot and maybe a chance later on that they play the Cubs. All right. A Cubs Reds playoff series no, that will, would break me. will will break this studio, guys. Yeah, that wouldn't be. We good, can't Casey. do, Elliot. I love you to death. We we would we would be fighting like me and Hairless Hamrick are going to fight later on this no, year. No, yeah, Hairless Hamrick, that guy's a bum. But no, I think if you if you if you think if you think about the Reds versus Cubs, what's happened so far, and really what's happened in the past like five years or so, it's electric. The Cubs fans infiltrate. They they infiltrate. They travel from down from Mason and they infiltrate the ballpark. I think it would be chaos, Casey. I think that would literally be my nightmare. A divisional series for the playoffs would, would end my life. We're going to the day game Friday. We all got tickets. Trace, already. are we going to do that? Are we going to recreate what happened in Chicago? We, we all agreed. got. We all got day game. We already got tickets for the Friday day game. We hop off the show. We ride on down. We do this. Everyone really does. Everyone has tickets. Yes. We were all going to go to. Tickets. We were all going to go to that game, and, wow. and it got rained out. This was pre. This was pre Elliot, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. So the I'll have, is yes. I'll have, Will you be with us, or are you going to go sit by yourself? With your family, probably. Um, Sorry, you hate us, Trace. Yeah. God, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot. That was an easy question. I don't want to. You sit with us. I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want to. We love you more than your family does. My question to you guys is: Is are you gonna? Uh, well, it's gonna sound a little, little out there, but like, I just don't know where your seats are. Where are your seats? Well, it's a Friday day game. I'm, I'm gonna sit wherever I want. Right. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit exactly wherever I want. Casey, you going to the game? I, I do not have a ticket. Well, we'll game. get you a ticket. I would Bobby love that. C's giving them out for free now. Now that the team's bad, so we'll see. I think I think that'll be fun. Can I, think- I good. I was gonna say, can I tell a story on myself about this this series? Yeah. So Monday is my my wife's uh, birthday, and what am I getting my wife for her birthday? Cubs Reds tickets <laughs> on Sunday. What a good husband I am. Husband of the year. Dream. Right? It's everyone's I'm dream. I'm sure Mariana's going to love it going to a Cubs Reds game this Sunday. Hell yeah. Hey, we got 133 people in the chat right now, which is very, very nice, impressive. Do me a favor and hit the like button if you haven't already. That would be very, very, very kind. Um, we just had breaking news. Casey McAllister has it, he's got it in preview. Roberto Ortiz. You probably don't know who Roberto Ortiz is, but here in a second you're going to find out. 
I don't really like making a big deal about this, but I will say if if you want to feel better about yourselves, it's it's, it's a lot harder to uh, it's a lot harder to win baseball games when uh, when the guy that's behind the plate isn't going isn't calling too many things in your favor. Go ahead, Casey. Put up who Roberto Ortiz is. If you watched the game last night, he was pretty bad. He was pretty bad. In fact, he's probably one of the one of the few guys when I was watching that game last night where I was like, you know what? I think maybe I'm a, maybe I am for this so automated strike zone thing. Maybe that maybe that's what I do want. Yeah, I mean, being an umpire in the MLB is a lot like being a reporter for WLWT. Just there's no merit to it. You're gonna you're gonna put out a bad product, and you're still gonna get paid. That's that's similar to what's happening right now with uh, umpires in the league. I think you need to bring up robot umps out today. Unfortunately, that's not how sports work. It's not how businesses work. So that will have to be implemented after next season if, if if we want a chance at it. But the umpires this season have been so bad. Every single game has been so atrocious. That something needs to be done. It just can't happen anymore. It, a, a run, a run difference for the other team. What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? I, yeah, I, 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 I know. Guys, I'm going to be reading to the punch. He's going to say it was four to one, and that the the umpires in general aren't that bad. And he's right. He, he he's he's ultimately right. The only problem it lies is when that one run is on a four to three game or something along those lines. Go ahead, Reed. I I'm tired. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of coming in here Monday through Friday for two hours from 10 a to 12 p. And every time the Reds lose, we're like, "Did you see the home plate umpire? He sucked yesterday." That is so. That is such a loser mentality to always be a blaming the officials, to always I'm be blaming the, the umps. I I hate it when the Bengals when the Bengals lose and we're complaining about some call in the game. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. We, we do this every single day that the that the Reds lose. Did you see how bad? Did you see CB Buckner's strikeout call of Ellie, Ellie De La Cruz? Send him into the ocean. That He's an unserious bad. umpire. What it. are we talking about? Also they played the nine innings. It's, I mean, you think the MLB's out to get the Reds? Is that what you think? There's some grand conspiracy no, no, that the umpires I mean, are like, all oh, the Reds are coming to town. They you, wear Viking helmets. Let's screw them out of this game. I'm just saying. No! I, I mean, I, if you look at some of the MLB audits, I think you could argue that they are out to get us, but I won't make that, I won't make that assumption. Do you ever, look at, do you ever look at the MLB audits when you win? I sure, I sure don't. Sure as hell don't, do you? Sure, sure as hell don't. That's all I'm saying. And again, last night wasn't the umpire. We didn't lose the game because of the umpire. I, shout out J.R. House. He was part of the reason last night. But I, I think, it, and again, it's just an issue where it's a fixable problem. Why don't you fix it? Not every game is the umpire's fault. I'm not a blame the ump guy. Seems like it. I'm not a blame the ump guy. But if you're going to sit around and tell me umpires have done a good job this season, they objectively have not. I mean, umpire, listen, you can always get angry at umpires. You can always get angry at officials. You can do all you want. But when you start, when you're losing ball games and you're just grasping at all these different things, all these different reasons why you're losing, and you're like, and now you're thinking that these umpires are out to get you, that these umpires suck, that they're screwing you out of games, that is so loser. That is such a loser thing to do. And I'm sorry to tell you guys that I'm just tired of coming in here every 10A to 12P and talking about the damn umpires from the night previously. No, I'm with you. I, I, I believe that you're, for the most part, accurate. I think that there are obviously meaningful times in a game where an umpire probably should get the call you know right but ultimately they're human beings they're human beings and the reason i i do i do truly believe this too and, and again i'm not trying to kill tyler stevenson he's played better of late he has played better of late but a lot of the reason as to why the reds have been on the on the opposite side of many of these calls uh is because the other team has a really good catcher and we don't we just we just objectively don't have a good defensive catcher in fact 
I was watching the Diamondbacks catcher the other night, that four-game series that we had with them, and I just was thinking to myself, dude, are all – is is this like a normal thing? Are guys this good defensively in the big leagues? They're just picking balls left and right? Like, mm-hmm. is this normal? Or is this guy just like a true gold glover? Is he Tucker Barnhart 2.0? That's a little bit of a bit because Tucker Barnhart didn't deserve any gold gloves, but that's here nor there. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say the Reds are losing because of, of, of umpires. I don't know if that's really what Elliot's saying. He's just taking out some frustration, perhaps. But here's the thing I want to I mention. The Reds are in a place now, Casey had said this, and we're going to move on to the Bengals after this, I promise. I've got some breaking news for that, too. Uh, last point about the Reds before we get into your breaking news. The Reds are in a spot now where they're going to have to make some tough decisions if things go a little bit south in the next call it week. Andrew Abbott needs to miss a start. He's got to miss a start. Do you want him to miss a start against the Cubs? Probably not, but, I mean, this guy is reeling. This guy is reeling. He's not been good of late. This is the, this is the most innings he's thrown by far. All of these rookies have never played this late into the year, ever. Ever. They've been playing baseball since they were five years old. They've never played baseball this long. I would argue that's probably where some of the frustration, that's where some of this comes from. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just suggesting that from a mental standpoint, they're probably breaking a little bit mentally. You add in a little bit of, a little bit of uh, controversy, a little bit of issue. You know how toddlers are, right? Toddlers that don't have any sleep during the middle of the day. Everything's fine. Of course, they don't, nothing's wrong if you're giving them candy. Nothing's wrong if everything's great. But as soon as one thing goes wrong, if you tell that toddler no about one thing and they're tired, all hell's breaking loose. Now, I know I'm being a little over the top with the analogy with the Cincinnati Reds and their rookies and that same mentality. Of course, they're not toddlers. But I think that that same, if you want to call it psychological effect, can take place in adults as well. So we'll see how it ultimately goes. I I just want to end it by saying I promised myself before this year started that I wanted to just see what this team had, and I wanted to know what we had going into next year, and I think that that question has been answered. It has been answered. We know what we have. It's a matter of now. Can we go out and get the missing pieces? I think the missing pieces, quite frankly, start at catcher. And they start with some outfield power bats. And then that's the answer. If they decide to go out and get those two things, we'll see, if, we'll see what, the, uh, what the future holds with Cincinnati Reds. All right, we have breaking news with Cincinnati Bengals, Casey. Let yeah, us have just, it. Just more, uh, more roster cuts, but I'm going to start with the biggest one. Um, this is kind of shocking to me. Uh, preseason darling Raymond Johnson III was cut. Um, he was the th- like probably the best edge rusher during the whole entire preseason, which – Said third highest PFF graded edge rusher in the correct, season. Correct, correct, and he 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 was doing really good. Um, I did not expect this. Uh, he probably is going to be on the practice squad more than likely. Um, I thought there was a chance that he could make the the starting roster, but basically what this means is that they've probably gone the route of signing Jay Tufele instead, um, which is fine. I mean, it's just more depth on the D tackle. Instead of the defensive end, um, Hakeem Adeniji was cut. Whoa, that's uh, a big name there. I don't know if we went over all the cuts so far, so I'm I just got gonna, I got them on. If you want me to run through I, them, I've I've got them. Okay, Trevor, go oh, we we cut Trevor Simeon and Reed Sinnott. So Jake Browning's going to probably take quarterback two unless they go and get someone else. And then Reed Sinnott's going to be probably the practice squad QB. 
with unless Trevor Simeon takes that, unless he wants to be a practice squad QB, Correct. which doesn't seem likely. It seems like he might go somewhere else, but yep. regardless. Then Devin Asiasi, he was a backup tight end. He had some snaps starting for us a couple uh, couple well, last year, obviously. But um, I already said Akeem Adeniji. Terrell Basham was last night. Um, Alan George, Michael Thomas, that's a big shocker too. Michael Thomas, uh, veteran safety, really good special teamers. Um, he has also been cut. And that's all the cuts I have as of right now. I will do a refresh and get back to you later on that. But, um, yeah, the Bengals um, making roster cuts. Um, some shocking, some not so shocking. I'm kind of glad that they decided to part ways with the Denigy. Maybe he ends up on the practice squad. But, I mean, a lot of the offensive line depth has just been terrible. I I wouldn't be surprised if they try to go find some guys that were cut from other teams um, to try to help fill in some of those holes. Um, I don't have any of those names off the top of my, my head right now. I haven't looked at the cuts on other teams, but um, that's what I would be looking for if I were the Bengals right now. For an NFL casual a little bit like myself, uh, when you get cut and you get assigned to a, a practice squad, do you get the opportunity? I assume you get the opportunity. Is it similar to like a waiver wire for for uh, for Major cut, League Baseball? A, I think you're a free agent. Okay, right? but then you can then get re-signed for practice squad. But if you get cut, point is, if PFF has this guy as a third-rated defensive end in preseason, you'd like to think that maybe somebody would like to give him a chance to make the 53-man roster on one of these teams. Right. Um, does he get free opportunity, I'd assume, to go sign with any other team before he's – automatically stuck on a practice squad yeah the it's it's not that he gets an opportunity to sign with whoever the team has to claim them and there's a priority a priority so it's list a waiver, of, it's, of, a of wire. it's a waiver wire gotcha. just like in uh, yeah yep, understood yeah like so fantasy footballish yeah yeah <laughs> and usually it's the worst teams that drafted have top priority i believe or maybe it's the inverse like the the teams that drafted 32nd have the top priority and then it goes on I don't remember how it works, but, uh, yeah, so he could get claimed. Um, the hope is that the way that it's structured now where there's a mass cut and there's not just cuts that happen throughout the preseason, that some of these guys sneak through and, um, you know, th there's a lot of names now um, instead of there being like a trickle effect. So maybe that's what they're hoping for by cutting these guys early that they can sneak them on the practice squad, um, try to, you know, trick the other teams into forgetting a name or something like that. That that would be my guess as to why Raymond Johnson was cut. But that's pretty much how. Casey, of all those guys, which one are you obviously the most concerned about uh, losing? If if they were to go and sign with another team, and the next thing you know, they they have a good career and or they have a great season, that you're like, man, we should have. What, what, what were we thinking? I mean, it's probably Raymond Johnson. I mean, there's always a guy though. It seems like every year with the Bengals that has a fantastic preseason, really good, and specifically edge rusher. There's always seems to be a guy that just really shines during the preseason. Um, I don't have those list of names right now. Um, no free ads, but someone like Goodberry, he's gone through this once or twice. It just seems like every year there's a guy that does really well, shines, and they sneak him in on the, on the, on the roster, and 
Um, nothing ever really comes of it because there's no significant injuries or they just, you know, don't have any actual time to shine. Now, Osai got hurt. And now we're potentially having to play Miles Murphy, who does not look ready at all um, to get that, that those starting snaps. Um, that's, where I, that's why I'm concerned is because I think Raymond might be more ready um, just based off of how he performed in the preseason. Um, I'm assuming that they're probably going to have um, – they're probably going to have uh, Cam Sample play a lot more snaps. They'll probably have – it's, it's hard to tell because I thought Jeffrey Gunter didn't really have a great preseason. I don't know why he didn't get cut. Um I mean, there, there's Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, obviously starting. Joseph Osai is hurt. Miles Murphy's probably replacing him. Cam Sample. And then you would assume that they would try to get one more guy um, for the, the start of the season. But I I thought my, my bet would have been Raymond Johnson. I don't, I don't know what, what the thought is there for them, other than that maybe they're electing to go with more depth on the defensive tackle side. Um how many of these guys even? I mean, this is where like this. This is uh, maybe maybe I'm gonna strike a chord, and I don't mean to do that. I'm just trying to ask a basic question again, as a casual, for a guy that ranked third, third in all of football yeah. on PFF, which is a which is a, a a fair place to look. I, I'm not saying that you should say, hey, that's that's the that's the holy grail. No matter what happens, you should trust these guys, this that and the other. But a guy that that's third gets cut off your roster. Well, what more could the guy have done? I mean, what's the point of even having a guy like that? What, what's, what's the point of having a guy come and actually practice and work out and be a part of the team, and he's third of all the guys in the whole entire league, and he doesn't make the roster? One would maybe argue that, that somehow there's not enough value for whatever football they're playing. What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the point? Am I missing something? Is it's there, reminiscent of a minor league baseball player batting you know, or a pitcher having a two six seven ERA and, and, and striking out nine guys per nine innings and then just gets cut because he's the 30th round draft choice and that's just something they just haven't put a whole lot of money invested into him. So they're like, yeah, who cares if he does well or doesn't do well. But you're right. I, I agree. I mean, what what's the point of giving this guy snaps if he does everything he's supposed to do and he doesn't make the damn team? Like, what's the point? Like, truly, what's the point? Well, we got a local guy around here that I think this is a good segue to. Ivan Pace Jr. is a guy that, one, coming out of high school, didn't get looked at by any major schools. Shout out Miami University. The Red Hawks in Oxford thought he was a pretty good football player. They decided to give him a full ride. And then all of a sudden, Luke Fickle and his dream team down there at UC realized, oh, shit, there's an NFL guy playing for the Miami Red Hawks. We have to play him every year. We should just take him away. So what does he do? He gets taken away. UC. He goes at UC, and he's, he's arguably their best defensive player at UC. Then all of a sudden, the NFL draft comes around. Now he's too small again. This is the type of stuff that really pisses me off because I just don't understand. At what point? I get the RAS scores. I get the metrics. I understand all this stuff. But there's always an exception to the rule. There's always an exception to the rule. You got a team like the Cincinnati Bengals who are local that, again, again, I'm not suggesting that they should have 100% drafted this guy seventh round or and or signed him as an unrestricted free agent, largely just because, based off what we know now. But Ivan Pace Jr. does not get drafted because he's too small, can't play, but he, but he just so happened to be arguably one of the best players uh, on a college football team that plays at Division One level. 
And then all of a sudden now, he's going to make the Vikings roster. He's going to start. He's going to start. And, he's, gonna start. and he's getting a green dot. Which basically means that he's, he's going to be one of the leaders on that defense. Yep, Correct. He's going to be a, he's gonna be so, a starter. So, again, we get into all these things. And, you know, and again, I'm not trying to say analytics are bad. I'm just saying we get into RAS scores. We get into the combine. We get into the pro days. We go into all this stuff. We, this, this is not 1930s anymore where there's no tape. You can't watch the guys play football. It's like, oh, I, I got some hearsay. There's a guy in Cincinnati that might be good. Let me go drive all, all the way in my, in my Oldsmobile and watch him play and see if I think he's good. I'll leave, and then I'll call this guy on, on, on a payphone. You know, you know, for those that don't know what that is, it's a little thing they used to have in like gas stations that you'd pick up and you'd have to put a quarter in and call someone. And, and then all of a sudden, now you're telling somebody, yeah, I think he's good or I don't think he's good. You have every single game of this guy's career on an actual football field playing actual football, which so happens to be the thing that you're trying to accomplish in the NFL. And then we're just shocked. We're utterly shocked that these guys that have overperformed their entire careers are somehow magically just maybe better than we all thought. That, I just don't understand that. He's a local guy, too. Shout out UDF. But how in the world does Ivan Pace Jr. not even get a chance to, to, to sign with a local team? I don't well, – I, I, maybe I'm overshooting it because, of, because, again, and maybe I shouldn't care about the fact that he was in Cincinnati, but he got a kid that came out of Colerain, went to Miami, was told he wasn't good enough to play anywhere other than, the, other than maybe a Mac school. Then all of a sudden everybody realized they were wrong about that. He gets signed at UC, which I think is a bunch of BS in and of itself. Shout out to the kid. He, that's good for him. But it does kind of stink that you got these lower-level schools that maybe see talent in somebody when others don't, and then they get to have them for one year, and then they go away because, well, that's just the way it all – that's the way the world works. That's a story for another day. But then on top of that, you just I, – I, I guess you just you're, – you're good enough at that position, so you're not worried about it? Is that where the Bengals are with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, a few things. First off, uh, Ivan Pace transferred to UC because his brother – what committed there. Really? You think that's what it was? Or you just so happen to think that maybe he was a better football player? I'm pretty sure that was part of the story was he, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, he was good enough to play there. And if they're offering him, yeah, I mean, all these things come in hand and his mom wanted him to play together. His mom wanted Deshaun and Ivan to play together. So that's what they did. Um, mm. But also, yeah, why would the Bengals? Why didn't, why didn't, why didn't the other one go to Miami? Well, because he was younger and he got a, he got a scholarship offer to UC. Gotcha. If you're in high school and you get a scholarship offer to Miami and UC, which one are you going to pick, Trace? Which no, I, I was saying if, and my, then if, if, and mom then if you're wanted, Ivan and mom wants you to go play with, I was just go play fun. together. I was having fun asking you if both play, if, if both the brothers are playing for different teams, why did the mom <laughs> want him to play for UC and not Miami? They, they could have gone from UC to Miami. That, that, that would have worked too. They'd have still been on the same team. Well, they, they would have anyway, been on point. the better team. Go ahead. <laughs> Regardless, though, the Bengals – yeah, I mean they, they didn't they didn't go after Ivan Pace Jr. because they didn't need to go after Ivan Pace Jr. The linebacker position is, is pretty locked up. It's pretty pretty solidified at this point. You extend Logan Wilson, you you get Jermaine Pratt back. I mean, I, what's the point of going after Ivan Wilson? What's the point of of offering him a a, a roster spot? I know it, it adds more depth, but he wouldn't have even had a chance to sniff the starting uh, the starting position for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I I, I don't know what the the big hugabaloo is. Yeah, I mean. For, for what you were saying about what more can you do as a player, you're right. What more can you do as a player for Raymond Johnson? If he if he's playing well on the field, he's just not given an honest spot. But as for Ivan Pace, why would the Bengals And again, go out it, and sign it, it was a – it's just like the Wyver thing and uh, cut days. The same thing happens after the draft. They they have they, – they make 
calls all these rookies, but ultimately there's other teams that have priority on which team or which players that get to, to sign. So, I mean, I maybe the Bengals did want to call, but didn't get the opportunity to because the Vikings were ahead of them. So, we don't know that for sure. For sure, but um, you know, I. Shout yeah. out to Ivan yeah. Pace. Shout I mean, out to, go, to Ivan Pace. To go, un, uh, you know, go um, undrafted. Yeah. And now you're going to start for the Minnesota Vikings who won 13 games last year? That's an incredible story. That is a truly incredible story and really a testament to the football that we have here in Southwest Ohio. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, there's a lot of guys that have chips on their shoulders their whole life and they're told they're not good enough at something. And then all of a sudden they just keep proving people wrong. And obviously Ivan Pace Jr. has been that guy. He's This isn't the first time. Now, granted, if you're getting a Division One scholarship to go play football, you, you're talented. You, it's right. not like you're a nobody. We get this isn't Rudy. Okay, this isn't Rudy. Rudy's a little bit of a different story. Um, but, I mean, Minnesota's defense was horrendous last year, so that probably has to do some with it. I knew they won 13 games, but the defense wasn't a wasn't large, good. Wasn't wasn't a large good. reason as to why they won 13 games. So, shout-out to Ivan for, for getting an opportunity, and he took advantage of it. All right. Um, you think Deshaun will join his brother at Minis- in Minnesota? Maybe. I mean, that, that, that might Are be Are you laughing at that assertion? That's literally the story. I remember reading a Cincinnati Inquirer article about how his mom wanted them to play together. I don't know why that's you. silly. It's not silly. I'm just asking a question. Do you think they'll play together in Minnesota, too? <laughs> you can't get through. I, I, I don't know what's silly about that, that. About saying that. Nothing. I was, just, I was just making it a little silly. All right. By the way, breaking news regarding non-football, if that's okay. I hate yep. to transition here. Casey, I just sent you a tweet real quick. Yep. Okay. Ryder Cup picks have been announced. Wow. Whoa. Don't break this to me. I want to see this live on the All air. Right. I, want an, I want a reaction. All right. Before you show me those, I, I, I want to get this take off my chest. I have a feeling Justin Thomas is going to be a part of that. I understand the concept of why you'd want Justin Thomas. He's got experience. He's a guy that, quite frankly, has done it before. He understands the moments that exist within the Ryder Cup, but he's played horrible golf. And it feels like such it feels like such a just good old boy network pick. I would be shocked if Justin Thomas isn't on this list, but quite frankly, he shouldn't be. He's played such bad golf lately that it's hard for me to imagine him playing even remotely close to the level that he needs to play for the U.S. R- might I remind you, the U.S. hasn't won basically since we've been born over, over across the pond in the Ryder Cup. Dig that up, uh, Elliot. When was the last time the U.S. won the Ryder Cup overseas in Europe? It's, I genuinely think it's been like 1990s. In Europe. Nope, hold on. You got to look back. Got to go back far. I'm sure someone in the chat probably already knows. I don't want to look at the chat right now because they're going to ruin this for me. So if you don't love 1993, golf, 1993, 1993 was the last time the United States Ryder Cup team went into Europe and took the Ryder Cup. That is unbelievable. For those that don't understand what the Ryder Cup is, let me paint a picture of what it is and why you should get excited about it and why you should probably watch it. Because if you like the Olympics, right, and you like sports, then you're going to like the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup is, is just different golf. The atmospheres, the intensity, how, how much guys get fired up, it is completely different than normal golf. The, the crowds are, 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 are loud. They're raucous. They legitimately try to create a home field advantage for their said team, right? In the United States, 
The United States patrons are absolutely giving the Europeans hell, rooting on the Americans, and then it's vice versa when you go overseas. It is the best form of golf, in my opinion. It is the absolute purest, best form of competition in golf. And I think that uh, it's coming up here in a couple weeks. And in my opinion, in my couple weeks, I think you guys probably have the date on the, uh, do you have the date? I think it's the, sept it's, I'll let you say it so I don't ruin it. But if you've never watched golf religiously, you don't care about it, you say, hell, Trace, I could care less about golf. It's gross. Just do me a small favor. A small favor. They're going to be overseas. The timeline on when these matches are going to be played are going to be probably like a little unique. They're going to be very, I would assume they're going to be in the mornings. Yep. They're going to probably be early mornings. Wake up. Get your cup of coffee. There's not going to be any other sports on right now that's relevant. Watch the Ryder Cup and tell me that you don't enjoy it. Because you're probably going to find yourself. Now, if you don't know golf at all, you obviously have to learn the game. That's, that's going to be a little more difficult perhaps. But it's match play style. It's match play style, and there are different formats of how they play. And then it kind of keeps itself entertaining. There's a morning session and an afternoon session, a morning session and an afternoon session, and then you have singles, which is an, uh, an event on Sunday where they play match play against one other player on the opposite team, and you get a point for every match you win. You get a point for every match you win. The team that has the most points at the end of it, they win. Now, I know I just gave a synopsis on what the Ryder Cup is. Those that watch the Ryder Cup are probably like, okay, Trace, let's get to it. All right, Casey. Friday, September 29th to Sunday, October 1st, Ryder Cup. If Justin Thomas is on this list, I'm going to be disappointed. Justin Thomas is the first guy on the list. Morikawa, Kepka, rightfully so. Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Those are your six. Keegan Bradley, I feel terrible for Keegan Bradley. Yeah. Keegan Bradley, uh, Keegan Bradley, man. Well, I'm sorry, Keegan. I'm Can we win? I'm we sorry, win Keegan. This? Can we win with this roster? Yeah. Keegan Bradley, your 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 country failed you. Your country failed you, Keegan. You've been on the PGA tour for many years. You're not a rookie. You're a well-established veteran. You've played on tour for, for, a, for a good bit of time to where you've been pretty damn good for a long time. This year, you've been unbelievable. You outplayed Justin Thomas about as much as you could outplay anybody on the PGA Tour. Keegan Bradley's been dreaming of being on the Ryder Cup, wants to be on the Ryder Cup. Every young kid that grows up playing American golf wants to be on the Ryder Cup. And I get it. Justin Thomas is a big name. I understand you could argue Justin Thomas could play three days and play better than anybody else. I don't see it. Justin Thomas has been abysmal. He's been garbage. Mm. He's basically been Will Myers. That's what a, that's what, what Justin Thomas has oh, been. Man. What a shot. It's the truth. You're supposed to be one thing and you're not. This is a three-day event. This isn't about a career. People want to sit here and make this out to be something along the lines of, well, Justin Thomas is way better than Keegan Bradley. Well, yeah, he probably is. He probably is. No spoilers, but as you'll find out, it doesn't matter on a one-day match. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes, how well you're playing in a certain moment of your life is, 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 is all that matters. Keegan Bradley is playing great. 
And there's actually others you could argue that could be on that list outside of Keegan Bradley over Justin Thomas. And I'm going to be rooting like hell for Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas is a good guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with Justin Thomas. I'd understand the concept of, of this being a team game, and you want a guy that's been in that locker room before. He's been a part of successful Ryder Cups before. He's Jordan Spieth's main man. Of course, they're going to be teamed up. Yep. But you remember this uh, um, highlight, Casey? I don't know if you're going to be able to pull this up. You probably would be able to if I tell you what to do and look it up here real fast. Do me a favor, Casey, and see if you can't drum this up. I want you to look up Jordan Spieth's amazing shot, Ryder Cup, falls off hill. You Google that, you'll probably find it. You can get it up there on the screen. But I want you to understand that this shot was because of Justin Thomas. The reason Jordan Spieth had to hit this shot is because of Justin Thomas. And all, the, all, all by the way, not only did Jordan Spieth have to hit this shot, and he hit an amazing shot. One shot that you're probably, when you watch, are going to... It's one of the best shots that I've ever seen, quite frankly. And I'm not even kidding. Now, Tiger Woods hit some pretty damn good shots, but Justin Thomas, amazing shot. Or Jordan Spieth, amazing shot. This is it. Pull it, pull it up, Casey. I, I, I want to paint, paint this picture for you. They're playing alternate shot, right? So if I hit the drive, you have to hit the second shot. Once you hit the second shot, I have to hit the third shot. This is where Justin Thomas put his boy at. <laughs> this is where Justin Thomas put his boy at. All right, Jordan. Let's see what you can do from there. <laughs> amazing shot. An amazing shot. Unbelievable. But you know what happened? I mean, look at that. But you know what happened? I'll give you a guess. Justin Thomas missed the putt. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> them, them panning away while he was still running towards the water was so funny. Because it looked like he was just going to, like, nosedive in. Like, it was all part of the plan. <laughs> that was funny. So I get it. Many of you probably could care less about golf. Maybe some of you love this. Maybe you're like, damn, we finally got some golf talk. This isn't, this isn't just golf, people. This is our lives. Have you heard the Augie Garrido chant? Shout out, RIP. This is more than just golf, though. If you, if you love sports, if you love competition, if you love patriotism, if you love your country, I'm telling you, you are going to get hooked on the Ryder Cup. It is absolutely unbelievably fun it's so much fun that you can even convince yourself that you're going to like patrick reed for a couple days that's how much fun it is all right i i have to say i'm disappointed that really bums me out man i like justice i like people that deserve things that they've been dreaming of since their childhood they get the rightful opportunity to, to live out those dreams if they've earned it. If they've earned it. If they've earned it. And I don't think Justin Thomas earned to be on this Ryder Cup whatsoever. Keegan Bradley did. Uh, Keegan Bradley, he's, he's hurt right now, man. I, 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 there's just no doubt about it. You can be a millionaire. Yeah, you can tell me that Keegan Bradley's going to be just fine in his multi-million dollar house. He's made, you know, all the money you could possibly ever make. He's had success this year. He's won on tour. He's done all these things this year. You just that and the other. 
you know, at some point, the money's one thing. You, 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 you attach yourself and you hope that you can live out childhood dreams. And uh, the fact that Keegan doesn't get an opportunity is just crazy. And the sad thing is, is I don't know if Keegan ever get another chance, quite frankly. And I know it sounds like I'm, a, I'm, I'm like Keegan's my brother or something at this point. It's not that. It's just I think I, I like to see justice and justice wasn't served today. And I hope Justin <laughs> Thomas, I hope Justin Thomas proves me wrong. But you know what? There will be this almost, and I hate to say this about Justin, Elliot, I want your opinion on this. I actually think this could turn Justin Thomas into a villain. Been a nice guy on tour for a long time. Been a nice guy on tour for a long time. Nobody nobody really truly dislikes the guy to a certain extent. If he goes out and plays piss poor in the Ryder Cup and they don't win, Justin Thomas is going to be at the topic of conversation. I don't think he's going to be a villain. I don't think he's going to be a villain. I, I think Justin Thomas is one of the – biggest ambassadors of the sport, which is why he made the team. He's one of the most popular guys on tour. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think there's a scenario where Justin Thomas becomes a villain. Unless he has one of the worst performances in Ryder Cup history, that would be the only way. And he has been playing bad. I mean, he's certainly not good. And I think if you, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Zalatoris, uh, Finau, all above him. Did Zalatoris make the team? I don't think he did. He's hurt. He's been hurt. He's hurt. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think Justin Thomas is a villain. I don't think Justin – I think if anyone's going to be a villain out of this Ryder Cup, it's going to be Rory McIlroy. That's the only villain that I can see being becoming a villain. Just to, because he, he's, he's going to – when does Europe make their decision? Because Europe's going to have to make a decision too uh, eventually, right? I don't, think, I don't think – Well, here's how the Ryder Cup works. Eight guys are automatically qualified. That's why eight guys that you probably – you're wondering where they're at. Scotty Scheffler's of the world. They're not on that yeah. list. They're not on that list because they automatically qualify. The top eight guys that are ranked in, uh, according to the Ryder Cup uh, rules or whatever you want to call it, uh, their, their ranking points, automatically qualify. So I guess you could say that Keegan Bradley could have automatically qualified and didn't leave it up to the captain picks, which is Zach Johnson. Um the team Europe doesn't have to worry about picking Rory McIlroy. Obviously, he's going to be Correct. a part of the top eight guys. Who they pick, quite frankly, and this is the crazy thing about it, is unless you watch golf religiously, you're not going to know hardly any of the guys the Europeans pick. And the thing is, is the Europeans are smart. They pick guys that their style of play lends itself to the course they play at. So, you know, they, they, it's different golf over there, right? High winds, not as nice weather, um, you know, Basically, just it's a different style of golf. It's not American golf. So they, they want guys that fight the ball low, that can hit into wind, that just play differently. You know, yep. hitting, hitting really, really high shots overseas, and I say overseas as and across the pond in Europe, is not a good idea. Is it still windy in Italy? Like, I know, I know obviously England has high winds and it plays a different game, but I don't, I don't know. know. You got a weatherman sitting right next to you. Why don't you drum that up? We'll see. 15 minutes. WLWT. Let's run a commercial break and then we'll see after the commercial break. I was going to say, find it, it feels like Italy's golf would be closer to what we have here because it's much warmer climate. It's, it's very closer to what we have here in the southern states. So I, I, feel like, I feel like it's much closer to what we have as opposed to England's golf. Eight miles per hour wind in Rome today, oh. right now. Doesn't seem like a lot of wind. Keep that hat on, Pope. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of golf, Trace, do you have anything, any, any kind of promo for our golf match that ensued yesterday? Elliot yelled at me. Screaming. I didn't. Well, yell. here's the I thing. Let's yell. not spoil and it. Pollard. Let's please, 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 please. Let's not spoil it. Okay. I, I listen. This is, uh, this is, this is grade A. What I think is going to be grade A television. I have not seen the clips yet. I've not seen the footage. I don't know what all we got. What we didn't get. It got a little wild there for a minute. Um. It was, it was uh, you know, as a competitor, obviously, you know, uh, 
yesterday is what it is. However, from the overall perspective of, of just the, the way the optics of this whole golf thing has gone, I don't know if it could have gone any better, quite frankly. It was, it was, it was high entertainment. It has to be high entertainment, I would like to think. That's the quick question I have for you is this. Do we have any promos? No. Well, I, what I will tell you is that I do want to try to make it a Friday thing. Maybe not every Friday, but I'd like to make it a Friday thing, which is a lot quicker turnaround than we had the last time. But I think having two people help is going to be a little helpful. One. Two. I think we have a little bit of a more of a system that will allow us to, to be a little quicker. Um, do you have you do you have the clips on the fl- on, on the on the jump drive or what? Where are yeah, we at? Yeah, I that? have them. I'm, I'm uploading them as we speak. Not, I mean, not as we speak, but uh, after the show, probably it'll they'll all be up there. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. I yelled at Reed. I want an apology. I don't You'll know get if I'll ever get one. I don't You'll, know if I'll get one, but I'll get I want one, one later. Because that was one. I was scared. You should, the, his cheeks were blood red. His cheeks were blood red while he was yelling at me. I've never been more scared, in, not just on a golf course, but in any aspect of my life, than when I was just trying to do my job, get clips, and Elliot screaming at me. It, it was scary. It was, it was very, very alarming. I didn't know Elliot had that in him. Now I do. Now I do. It's okay. Because we're still friends, I think. Hope he doesn't hate me. But I love you, Reed. You screamed at me, and I need an apology. Fair enough. Okay. I think so it'll be entertaining. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, and we'll see where it ultimately goes. Obviously, uh, people in the chat already think they know. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I don't think they have a clue in the world what they're about to watch. And that makes what this, uh, what this episode is going to be, which is fun. Shout out to the first episode. I think it's doing relatively well, quite honestly. I didn't know what we expected with this Chatterbox golf. Uh, Chatterbox Open. Uh, I'm going to work on that after the, the uh, after the Bash on Shore fine, oddly enough. I mean... If someone else was running that event, it'd be great. I could work on some other things, but they're not. So we got the bash on short vine this Saturday. Um, as reported on WLWT, it starts <laughs> I can't at wait noon. for hair plugs. To, it starts to at noon. Starts on the, at on noon. The, on the, the, All right. Um, do we have any other reasonable conversations around sports to chat? If you have any topics you'd like us to get into, I'm all for it. I'm all open to it. But as I mentioned on the show before, at least in this very moment, the NFL has not, ex- has not started yet. The Reds, who are they are? We, we do something called Chatterbox Reds each and every single day. Many of the people that obviously uh, enjoy this show also watch that show. I don't want to sit here and keep belaboring point after point after point. I want these shows to be relatively insightful and fun. I do want them to last two hours if we're able to do it. One thing I did notice, the one thing that I, I, I did find the other day, in, interesting. It's like a, a little light bulb went off in my head. We do a two-hour show every day that... We really take little to no breaks. I mean, let's be honest. We don't take that many commercial breaks. We have the ham and egger segment. Of course, we have to do some ad reads, which we'll do those just in a minute. But in general terms, we are on air live for two straight hours. I listened to the radio the other day, maybe for the first time in a long time. How many hours do they actually talk about sports on the radio? I, it, with all due respect, I was thinking to myself, man, doing a three-hour show would be kind of tough. I think we do like a four-hour show. I think we basically do a four-hour show. I think we do. It's like, dude, we got 15 minutes worth of commercials running before we get back to the actual programming. No offense to the radio, but, I mean, no, hopefully no offense taken, but seriously, Elliot, you played in that game. So yeah, What are I we looking at here? Yeah, so no free ads. I won't credit the station I worked at, but I assume you could make a reasonable assumption as to who I worked for. When you cut up a, a podcast, because you, you, you cut up their, their shows, right, 
on WLW or uh, ESPN 1530, you cut them up into podcast form. When you do that, you see the, the runtime of content, you see the runtime of commercials. And it's about, it's about an hour 35 uh, of content for a three hour show. So that's 90 minutes, roughly, a little less than 90 minutes uh, uh, of commercials there. So I think what we do here is, is pretty extraordinary. Uh, and quite frankly, it's a little bit difficult at times, especially when college football is not fully back, NFL is not fully back. But, I mean, it's, it is tough. It's tough uh, listening to six-minute commercial breaks every five minutes. So, But it's worked for them so far. The fact that we got through – I'm going give to give us some credit here. The fact that we got through probably the most dry part of the sports year – I think that says a lot about Chatterbox. Shout out Reds, too. They helped us out a lot. Yeah. They, they helped us out a lot. Shout out Reds. I know yeah. people want to be funny and all that. And they're like, oh, the only thing, let's just, I just hope the Reds are good enough to get me to, to, to just let, hold me over to football season. Okay, that's fine. I get it. The Reds haven't been good in a long time. You can make that statement. That's all good and well. Maybe when the Reds are good again, and they, I would argue that they're pretty decent right now, but you get my point. Um, I just, I don't like that statement in and of itself. However... They've done that. They've done it. Like it or not, they've done that. So if that's what you were looking for, if that's all you cared about, by all means, they did it. Yesterday, Elliot, I did something. I, uh, went, to, I went to uh, a place called Jungle, Jungle uh, you know, we'll, we'll say Mims. I don't want to give out the actual real place. <laughs> uh, no free ads. I seen Cigars. Just a really big sign it said cigars, and I was like, I've never smoked a cigar in my life. One, uh, I've never smoked cigarettes in my life. Two, won't get into other things, but you know what? You know that's here nor there. However, I thought to myself, if I don't do it now, when do I do it? I'm going into the cigar shop, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy a stogie. This is what they say, I think. And I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the Reds make the postseason, and we're gonna throw the biggest party in the absolute. Uh, maybe not the world, because that'd be a big place. But we're gonna throw a huge party. Um, in fact, I have you. This is a, this is this is breaking news. Shout out WLWT. Um, we will hold we will hold a a festival, a watch party for the clinching the clinching game. Whether that be next year, the year after that, I don't know. I will legitimately just pull. I'll start pulling permits. Just guessing the games, guessing the dates, because you get windows of opportunity. I'll just say the event's going to last like three weeks. And, and if it happens, we're going to put the big video board out there, and we're going to watch the Reds clinch all as one. Unfortunately for Reed, you know, that might not be fun for him. But outside of that, I think it'll be a great time for us all, and I am going to smoke that cigar. So mark that down in your old, uh, in your trusty notebook. Um, but have you smoked cigar, Elliot? No. Nope, never smoked a cigar. Don't plan on smoking a cigar. You should have smoked one yesterday. I don't think. Yeah, I should have. I listen. I, I'm not a cigar smoker. I, I I I don't like what it does to your lungs. Per science, shout out science. Gotcha. So I I, I support those who do it. I like the smell of them. So if, if you're on a golf course with me, I, I have do it. I, I love it. I love the smell. Fair so enough. I listen. I I don't plan on doing it. But if the Reds make the play, I'll tell you what. If the Reds make the playoffs this year, I'll smoke a cigar. I'll, I'll I'll smoke my first cigar, and I know everybody's going to say, "Elliot, you don't you don't keep your you don't keep your promises." I've kept every promise I've made, every single one except the cricket. There might have been an asterisk with the cricket, but I did swallow the wing. I swallowed a cricket wing, and I want everybody to know that I did do that. 
Um, but other than cricket, I've kept every promise I've ever made. So if the Reds make the playoffs, I'm smoking a cigar. Also, I'm going to have to go on a, the, probably the biggest apology tour. I, mean, I, I, I think I'll do this after every year now. Every, after every season, I'm going to do a, probably a 10-minute rant. I'm going to apologize to every player I've said a mean thing about this season. So it'll probably start with Ian Jabot, and we'll work our way all the way down to Reaver I, San Martin. I think every, I think you've said one negative thing about every player on the roster at some point, besides maybe Matt McClain. Matt McClain, I've never said anything bad about Matt McClain. Okay, I think that was it, though. But, Trace, i got to tell you right now, if you're saving that cigar for, for when the Reds make the playoffs, you better have a good humidor because that thing's going to get dry over the years and years and years that you're waiting to smoke that thing. It's going to get real dry. It's going to be basically just ashes by the time by the time it's time to smoke that. Can we do a cigar segment really fast? Like, uh, I, I do want to be, uh, uh, like, understood as to where, what, what exactly all the things that go into a cigar, right? You have to cut it, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's multiple ways that you can smoke a cigar. I personally don't like cutting it. I like, po- like taking, like, a golf tee. I don't have an actual punch, but it's called punching it, and you just you poke a hole in the bottom of it. Because when you, when you cut it, it – it gets too wide, right? So if you just poke a hole in it, it's it's more um, focused airflow or smoke flow, I guess is what, what you want to call it. Okay. That's how I like to do it. There's also different ways you can cut it. You can cut it like a V, all these different ways. But I just prefer to take a golf tee and, and poke that thing in there, and that's how I smoke my cigars. All right. Uh, let's do a chat poll question of the day. Uh, ready, Casey? I'm ready. It is going to be, have you – no, no, no. How do you prefer your cigar punched, which is the way that Reed just – eloquently stated how he prefers it yep punched cut which is the way in which i thought that's what most people did which mm-hmm. obviously I'm, I'm i'm new to this game i'm green and then the last one is is i've never smoked a cigar we'll see what the poll what the poll results are and maybe that'll be the way that i go about it outside the last one because obviously I, I'm, I'm in that camp right now and i'd like to not be in that camp i'd like to i'd like to i'd, li- I'd love to smoke a cigar if i can i haven't sm- i smoked a lot of cigars when i lived in my apartment I probably haven't smoked a cigar in over a year, but I used to. I, I have a, a, a pack of cigars that are sitting in my my um, glove box that I just have gone unsmoked. I think I got one of them for the Super Bowl. Mm. Didn't get there. Didn't get there. Brought them to the AFC Championship. Instead, I cried. Instead of smoking a cigar, I cried after that one. So, yeah. Yeah, Reed was down bad. I, I seen him. He's down bad. He was down really bad. My family bad. still talks about it. Um, it's 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 a it was a tough day, but you know what? I, I do I do mean this. I do say this. Um, I think I'm in a position where um, you 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 go and you you take trips like that. You'll never you'll never forget. Even though it was painful, you'll never forget. You'll never forget being there. Um, we were all there. Yeah. It was painful, but it was fun. In fact, for those that think that I'm nothing but a Bengals hater, I was all in. I was all in. You were. I was all in. I wanted you guys to have have just the weekend of your life. And you know what? Here's the truth about me. Is all said and done, I walk in here every day. I have to listen about Lou Lou Armadillo and how great he is all the time. And it gets tiring. It really does. And sometimes you root against that. You're like, I I just want to see them just... Again, I just I I don't want them to fail completely, but I like to get humbled a little bit. I like to see these people get humbled a little bit. But when push comes to shove... Uh, I want my friends to be happy, and uh, pretty much all of my friends are Bengals fans. And I'll tell you, I went in there, Tarrowhead, Burrowhead, and I gave I gave it everything I had. I I, I just I was the biggest I was the biggest uh, smart aleck one could possibly be in whatever section I was in because I I legitimately wasn't gonna get in a fight, of course, but I just 
I was uh, one, my hatred uh, or my dislike for for Patrick Mahomes uh, probably was a part of it. There's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt that was a part of it. Um, but some of it is I wanted my friends to be happy. And you know what? Um, shout out the old lady in front of me. She 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 uh, she she turned around and shook my hand every every time the Chiefs scored and. Boy, she wasn't shaking many hands there towards the end of that game. She 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 turned to she she was a nice old lady until things got a little competitive. Still remember her to this day. I'll never forget that old lady. She had uh she had a daughter with her, so shout out to her daughter. The daughter was nicer than her, but if the Packers and the Bengals play in the Super Bowl this year, will you buy the office Super Bowl tickets? Oh, I mean, I don't have enough money to probably do that. Sure you do. However, no, sure I, I, do I don't think you, I don't think I do, Elliot. I don't think I do. I, well, one, I had to hire you. I, that, 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 that takes a lot of money out of the budget, quite frankly. Um, no, I, I, I think. Um, but we had a quitter. What's the, what's, the, uh, what's the right term to use here? I think, at least as far as this company has always done, I think we do try to, we do try to make it fun to work here. I think we try to make sure that as, as, as hard as we do work around here, which many people might argue that we don't work hard. I, I think we do a lot of things. We, we do work weird hours. We work a long hours. We work a lot of different stuff. I'd like to make sure that we do go and continue to do fun things. Um, we certainly aren't the media group that has a billion dollars and throws it around everywhere under the sun, but I think that we're the most entertaining media group and obviously we're biased, but at the end of it, uh, perhaps one day, We'll have enough money to go to the Super Bowl, and if we do, then maybe we will. And we'll take some of these OGs that have been in the chat from day one. I really do think that's one thing that people are underestimating about what we do at Chatterbox Sports is that this. It's like we've only been doing this for a couple of years, and you, we are who we are. Like You get to see exactly the types of people that we are on a daily basis. This isn't like some shtick. We don't come in here with, uh, with, with no offense, suits on every single day and read from a teleprompter and tell you this is what you should believe or this is what you shouldn't believe. We just try to enlighten you, have fun, make your day a little bit better, and ultimately at the end of the day talk about sports, which is the toy aisle of life. Somehow I've manipulated my life into being a part of the toy aisle for a really, really long time, and I'm going to continue to try to do that. Um, and this is the beginning. I mean, I know many people try to make comparisons to that and the other, Bleacher Report and, you know, Barstool and John Boy and all those things. Like, you know, if you really look at the, 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 the grand scope of where those companies were and how long it took them to get to a certain place, it was a decade before they really were a well-known commodity, right? I give, I'm, I'm again, maybe I don't know what happens. Maybe Casey will, will, will be long gone and, and Elliot will be long gone and Reed will get fired like many of you want. But in 10 years, <laughs> in a 10-year span, if you told me this is what Chatterbox is going to be and where they're going to be and what they're going to be doing, I, 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 I don't know what it could cost. I mean, genuinely, it could be we, we could be hosting concerts and, 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 and running, legitimately having our name on, on – uh, Heritage Bank Center, no offense to Heritage, but uh, we're not doing that one. We'd have to do it somewhere else, but you get my point. Um, that would be reasonable, or you could say that it fizzled out in uh, December of 2024. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I'll take the over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm to the point now where, and this show specifically – uh, again, bear with me. I know the show uh, without Tom is probably a little bit different. I know some of you have stuck on or stayed through the Tom era, if you will, and Tom's going to be back. Hopefully, uh, we get good word from him in the next few few hours of today, and he says that uh, everything went well. 
he'll be back in whatever time frame that is. Whether that's a month from now, two months from now, um, we're going to be here. And the shows will get better. I mean, right now, a tough stretch, quite frankly, for your host. A tough stretch. My life's great. I love my life. But a tough stretch. But you know why? Because we got to run something called the Bash on Short Vine, which, if you don't know, is ran by us. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. A lot of permits. Got to make sure the portalettes show up on time. Got to worry about generators. Got a video board. Got a stage. Got to worry about the permit for the stage. Got to worry about the permits for the street. Got to worry about the permits for the liquor license. And you got to worry about where that beverages are going to come from for said patrons. Got to make sure you have enough beer and alcohol for said patrons. Got to make sure you have water. Got to make sure you have food. Got to make sure you have the contacts for the food trucks to be able to come and put themselves on that street. And then you got to have police officers and you got to make sure you have security. And the marching band. Marching band's not going to be there. <laughs> that is actual fake news. That was a lie, no? Not a that, political. That, that's untrue. That's not a political statement. I'm just saying the marching band, the band, the band is fake news. There is no band. There are DJs. There are MCs. There are going to be games. There's probably going to be alcohol consumed responsibly, of course. 21 plus in Ohio. And 21 plus in the country, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll just make sure it's 21 plus in Ohio. And there will be college football. College football is something I'm passionate about. I think that's probably a part of the show that we'll, we'll focus on on Fridays. Um, maybe well, that's, a good, that's a good thought. We can have a, a topic of conversation really fast. When do we talk about college football? Because ultimately you can talk about it throughout the entirety of the week. That's one thing. But we could focus on it on a certain day because you got the NFL on Fridays as well, right? Like Fridays is a day where you have, yes, college football on Saturday, but then you have the NFL on Sunday. What do you do? Yeah. Do you think Tracy Jones watches college football? Do I think Tracy Jones watches college football? I don't know. I don't know. Let's ask him. <laughs> Let's ask him. Tracy Jones, do you watch college football? Do you give a damn about it? You know, I'm a big USC Trojan fan. University of Spoiled Children, as we used to call them at Loyola Marymount. <laughs> Trace, can I compliment you for a second? Can I, I want to go back. And you would be a Trojan fan. About being the boss of Chatterbox, you know some of the things that you do, people don't people don't know about. For instance, you cater on Fridays, Walt Hitchin Post, Bone and Ribeyes. You do something like that. Two now, listen to this, people. Two weeks ago, he rented a limousine, got all the boys together, and we all went to the Brass Ass. And we had the best best time. Those are the things that nobody's talking about. And I think I need to not expose you, but just give you credit. This group is so tight. And especially now that Polly's gone and Tom's gone, I just feel like this team is really coming together. Yeah, I mean, Tracy, it's a good point. Casey, this is live on air. We got to do this. I know Tom might have be a little hard of hearing, but you're going to have to turn me down significantly. I'm about to blow my eardrums out. All right. Um, Tracy... I don't know if you've seen this uh, beginning of the show or not. Uh, we got into it a little bit. We are running something, and I and I like to keep the culture, you know, nice and up fresh and upbeat. Perhaps that's why we, we go down to the brass ass from time to two there, Tracy. I mean, that's that's that seems like a fair point. But uh, for a guy that's uh, for the guy that's been a, a leader of a show, for a guy that's been a part of a, of of a big mothership, right? 
Perhaps you could even say you were a big J journalist at one time. I don't know. Some people would probably say that you weren't, but but you know, you could argue that you were. You were on the the worldwide leader. I don't wait, not the worldwide leader. What did they call that? What 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 was the nation what was the station? Tech? The nation, nation station. Like yeah. twenty billion watts of energy going through the air, you know, or whatever they end up saying. But you get my point. Fifty thousand. Uh, fifty thousand. That's right. Fifty thousand watts. Um, in general terms. Casey and Elliot are absolutely steaming pissed about this whole situation of us running something called the Bash on Short Vine uh, is coming up this Saturday, mind you. And it's just a tailgate. It's just a fun little party that we run on the street. Mind you, it's a lot of work. Not trying to say that, you know, right. we should deserve a ton of credit. It's a lot of work. Don't want to make it sound like it's not. However, you know, there was a news station. Uh, we'll leave them out of it for a minute. Uh, that, that reported on this said event. And... Uh, they did not bring up Chatterbox Sports at all. Not a single thing. In fact, they called it the Sports Bash when it's called the Chatterbox Sports Bash. Oddly enough, they left Chatterbox out of it. Your overall thoughts on that? Do you think that there's a problem with that? Or, there, or you just say, hey, they gave you free press. Live with it. Well, what did you want them to say about you, Trace? What, what well, would, what would... if this wasn't paid program... Tracy, so, I mean, at the end of the day, they were just reporting on news. We're running a big enough event, I guess, that it's just news in general. Uh, we did send out a press release to make sure that everyone was aware of exactly the correct things. Like, we wanted to make sure they didn't say that there was going to be a band there when there wasn't going to be one. But right. that, but, but, but oddly enough, that also entered into the picture as well. But your overall thoughts on just the reporting of Can the I, news station. Yeah. And do you think they should have included yeah. us even though we're not getting we, – we didn't pay for it. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Here, let me give you a piece of advice, and this is how I worked when I ran the number one show. First of all, the, all the ideas on WLW in the mid-afternoon was a couple of buddies of mine, It was, and we would meet and talk about things. So kind of, kind of just throwing that out there. But here's what I would do if I were you, Trace. I would use, you see that microphone right in front of you? This I would one? use that as a weapon. And I would start pummeling. I want to know, was it nine? Was it 12? Who didn't give you acknowledgement? Keep going. Keep going. Okay, well, just throw it out there. And who was it? Who was responsible? Make them scared of you. Make them kiss your ass, not the other way around. So use that as a weapon. It worked for me for about 10 years. And then the 11th year, it didn't work too well. Someone, got, got, someone didn't like it and got rid of me. <laughs> So you're basically saying that Channel 5, WLWT, probably should have, uh, they probably should have mentioned our name is what you're saying. I think so. Extremely weak. I mean, you guys do such a great job. How can you not? And, and Trace, throw yourself out there. Pat yourself on the back because you really do a nice job at Chatterbox. Elliot, Elliot is Elliot, Reed, Casey. That's a top-notch group. You've got a lot of help there. We do. We do. Uh, let's talk about a couple different things, Tracy. And I'm sure that at some point you might even as you might you might have something to talk about. So you can always interrupt me if you have something better to talk yep. about. We've talked about Reds at length on this show. I don't know how much of the segment we really want to spend on them, but it seems like it's a, it's a spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. It just feels like it's the old goldfish going right down the toilet. Um, do you see it that way? Your overall thoughts on just kind of the state of the union with the Cincinnati Reds um, in general Here's terms? Here's what, remember, I see things that you people don't see. As always. And I tell you something I have found uh, very upsetting for me, and I don't know if you covered on the postgame show, is that the Reds' plane was on the tarmac for eight hours. They didn't get into San Francisco till 4.30. 
it probably by the time they got to the hotel, 5.30. And then you have to play a game that night. I'm very concerned with this team going forward these next two games. I always found myself uh, having a bad game the second day I'm in a town. Like I would, I mean, there were some games where I just go like one for four with a great play. You know, have bad games like that. Um, so I'm really worried about the next two games, and I'm going to make a prediction. Remember the last prediction I made, uh, David Bell getting thrown out of the game, I made that prediction. I, you weren't around. Was that you or was that Reed? It was one of the J's. That was the, that was the, that was the, uh, that was the crew right, right before I came on air, but I did hear that. I did see that, uh, I did see that clip. Yeah, I think the Reds, I hate to say it, I think they lose these next two games to San Francisco. I think being on the tarmac, for eight hours, I don't even know how that's possible. Can you yeah, imagine? Let's get into that. Let's get there? into that. I mean, who? who I don't. I don't I, I'm, you obviously, but you, you played the game. You played it for five different five different teams. For those that don't know, I mean, they have to be on private PJs, right? Like they, they're not. They're not flying. They're not flying commercial. They're they're on PJs. If one PJ is not working, and by PJ I mean private jet. If one's not working, then why isn't there another one? Like where, 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 where is someone else coming to just say, Hey, this one's getting worked on. It's, it's taken a little bit longer than we thought. We're not going to risk you being on here for any longer than, I don't know, an hour. Then you have someone else picks you up. I don't know what happened there. And I, and I'm, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not one of those guys. Although we did land on the moon in 1969 and Joe Biden didn't get 81 legal votes. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you got to call into question on the tarmac for eight hours. It is a private jet. It's always private. Every team flies private that I was part of, except for the cheap ass Detroit Tigers. We flew commercial, which was ridiculous. But yeah, it's a charter. They've got to have another plane. And what exactly was so wrong with the plane that it took eight hours to fix? I mean, this is a big deal. And to get in at 4.30 and then you have to play a game, I can tell you exactly what happened. I bet you they didn't have batting practice. And David Bell says, hey, show up at the ballpark at 5 o'clock, be ready to go. And you saw the game last night. It was, I mean, here's that rookie pitcher. He struck out 11 guys. That guy's never had an outing like that, has he? Probably didn't even have an outing like that in the minors. And to dominate that team, you just got to question the eight hours and those guys are really hurting today, really. Hurting. Yeah, because yeah, basically their, uh, you know, their basically their sleeping sleeping cycle, if you want to call it that, has been completely, completely right. hindered, completely hindered. As soon as you would have assumed, you know, when you first get to the West Coast, Tracy, I'd assume that you still have a little bit of issues of trying to, uh, you, you have the time zone difference, so there's some issues there. And then obviously, as the as the trip progresses you probably become a little more normalized you start to feel a little bit better the reds have been there long enough now tracy to where that shouldn't have been a problem right they'd played three games against the dodgers or excuse me, not the dodgers but the angels and then they turned around obviously and they went to arizona and then they're right here on the very back end of the uh, of the road trip with the giants you'd like to think that they should be pretty well rested everything's you know on the up and up and now we're in a situation where, as you pointed out, they're probably, you know, I don't know what they're running on, but they're not going to be running on a ton of rest because I'd assume last night they get into the hotel room. If some of those guys, do you think they took naps during the day? And maybe we're looking too far into this, but in genuine terms, because I felt myself get into this this past week because of these late night, these late night games, right? Coupled with this, coupled with this morning show, 
trying to edit the video. There was one night I got three hours of sleep. Next thing you know, I'm trying to take naps in the middle of the day to catch back up. And next thing you know, it's just everything gets thrown off completely off the rails. And the only way to really fix the problem is to get a whole full off day. Do you think the Reds are in a situation now to where guys have took naps yesterday and now after their game last night, they're sitting around and they probably can't go to bed till, you know, three or four in the morning because they've already took a three hour nap before early in the day. They, they probably took a nap on the airplane, but it's not, they're not getting that REM sleep. One, one thing that players really are, are real particular on is good sleep. You've got, you know, there's no screwing around. I, I room with a guy by the name of Kurt Stillwell and Kurt, we'd have to have blackout blinds when we slept and we'd sleep sometimes till three o'clock in the afternoon and catch the bus at four 30. But I mean, you've got to get your sleep and this completely screws the guys up. I feel bad for them because they're just trying to play catch up. They might be better off not even taking a nap and just going out there being edgy and playing like that. But you watch tonight's game. I, I mean, I'm predicting it right now. I bet you it's a really bad game for the Reds. As much as I root for the Reds, this is going to be really tough for them. Really tough. All right. All right. Well, you're not you're not a huge ball of optimism for the Cincinnati Reds. We can turn our uh, we can turn our attention to other places. Um, what 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 is it that Tracy Jones does uh, on on a weekend that's coming up when you have so many so many sports that are that are available to watch? Are you do you, do you watch college football a ton, or or do you are you a guy that kind of goes out and does some different things on the weekends? What take me take me into the life of Tracy Jones? You know what we're actually, I'll tell you exactly what we're, we're doing. My wife and I are packing for our trip to the river. We're going to the Colorado River there in Parker, Arizona. What's wrong with the Ohio? As as, and, no, in, in Arizona. What's it, wrong with the Ohio, Tracy? What's wrong with the Ohio? What's wrong it's, with the Ohio it's, River? It's dirty. Huh. It's dirty. This is actually clean water that you can actually swim in. Oh. Um, so we're going there, but here's the here's the situation we're in and i'll throw it out to you guys there's someone going with us on vacation to this place very nice place that we're not real fond of how do we get that person to stay home well i think the best advice that i could provide which is one that's going to be a little tough i think it's going to be a tough pill for you to swallow we'll go around the room and see what other people's advice is you know what i would do i'd bite the bullet tracy i just i just let them know that you don't like them I just let them know you don't like them. I just give them a phone call and say, hey, listen, I've been wrestling with this for the last few days. I'm in a situation where this probably is going to feel a little a, li a little over the top. It's going to hurt a little bit. But, you know, I look forward to taking trips. I'm a man. I'm a man of a very financial, uh, of, of, of pristine success. I hold the power of many people's <laughs> futures. It requires a lot of time, effort, and energy. My brain works on a very constant basis. I used to run the number one show in Cincinnati. I used to play for five major league teams. These are all things that I've done in my life, and it requires a lot of bandwidth, and there's some times where I need to take a break and I need to take a vacation. And on my vacation, I like to hang out with people I like, and I hate to break this to you. I hate to break this to you, but you're somebody that I just don't like. And they might ask why, and then at that point, you got to be ready to give them the answer, Tracy. But if you do that, you you take back the, what I just said. I want you to run that on a little tape recorder over and over and over again. I want you to practice that thing like a drum. You call them up, you say that, Tracy, and you might you might have one less friend, but I can tell you this, your vacation's going to get a lot better. So who says it's a man? 
Well, maybe it's a woman. woman. Well, you, that's a yeah. good point. That you know, for today, the way today's society is, I need to be better about that. Uh, when I mean man, I mean uh, another person, a human. Here, here's another issue I have: the pontoon boat. The pontoon boat rents for four hundred and fifty dollars a day. Should I be responsible for picking that tab up? Now, that's that brings up an excellent question. Um, I think that here's the thing, Tracy. Truth is, when you when you're a guy of much success like you, and you're and you're a guy that obviously lets people know about it from time to time, not all the time, of course you're humble, Tracy, of course. But you know, if you if you let people know how rich you are, let me tell you, there's a reason that there's states that allow lottery winners not to have to redeem who they actually are, and that's the the reason is is there's a lot of people that just become succulents, and you might have some of those. So you know, if you look around the room. And you realize you're with a bunch of peasants, Tracy, you might have to foot the bill. But they live in a very nice home. They have money. I don't see $450. The boat gets driven two hours a day. I mean, do mm. the math. That's $225 an hour. It's just, right. I just, I'm not going to do it. I've done it for the last three years. I'm not going to pick it up this year. Times are tough. That's all. Times are tough. Can I, Tracy? And this is more of a serious, uh, a serious ask. And I, I, I'm not at the point in my life where I need this. Trust me. I, I, I hope that I am one day. I'd like to think that I am one day. Um, when you actually have uh, some wealth, right? And some people actually know mm -hmm. that you have some wealth. What is the what is the the social and or the psychological effect of that? Because uh, because to your point, would that mm -hmm put off bad vibes on this trip would would it be would it be what would, would it be deemed as you know non-respectful if you asked for everyone else to pay for their fair share and if you did have you ever said like hey you know uh we we'd really like to take care of this this year but unfortunately you know we had some some situations happen that we're 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 we're, we're hopeful that other people can help us uh foot the bill for this here's the problem with me Here, here's my problem and i'm gonna admit i got no balls I got no guts, you know? I'm not gonna say it because it'll, it'll start a little bit of a conflict. I'm very fortunate, my wife is very fortunate that we're top 1% in this country financially. Top one, top 2%, I don't mean to brag. So uh, they're the, but you're the people they're talking about. Yeah, w yes, us people. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're the, we're the elitists. Um, but yeah, I don't mind, Trace, paying for a lot of stuff, like when we go out to dinner, it's just, when you're expected to do it, it kind of bothers me a little bit because I grew up with nothing. I've worked hard. I've made good decisions. I've married the right person. And I just, I don't like people take advantage. I think people should, should pay their fair share. I think that's only reasonable on a vacation, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a wild thing. Uh, I do have some other things I want to talk about, but one wild thing while you're here and we're on this topic of conversation and very, very rarely does it get serious when Tracy Jones is on air. But, and, but, but I was thinking about this oh, the God. other day. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm being serious. The most wealthy people I've ever been around. And I, and I'm sure that there's plenty of wealthy people that, that don't have the same perspective and they don't come from the same, but, but honestly, and I've been around a good amount of people. You know, when you've done what I've done, you, you meet a lot of different people. You meet a lot of different successful people. The most successful people, the wealthiest of all wealthiest people, are the most humble people that, that, I've, that I know, genuinely, that I know. They, and, and they've all, for the most part, 
they've all built that success within themselves. Like, you know, it wasn't passed down from generation to generation. They were self-made. And I think we're in a position now where it's just, uh, yeah, I think I just, I don't know why wealthy people always get a bad rap is what I'm getting at. They should, because they're, I find, okay, I'll, I'll give you two people. Danae's stepdad is worth a hundred million dollars. The place that we're staying at in, in Park, Arizona is his place. Okay. It's very nice right on the water. Now in three weeks, I stay with another buddy of mine who's worth $30 million. Let me tell you something. Those are two of the most generous, nice people that I've ever been around. I mean, you can't pick up a tab. Danae's, Danae's mom, remember I showed you her $268,000 Porsche. She is extremely generous person. And I just find that, that rich people do get the bad rap because they're generous. And without us, you ham and eggers would, wouldn't have it. I, I believe in trickle down economics. So the more money we make, the better you people do. <laughs> that a little too harsh. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, turn over to the fellows over here. You guys got anything that you want to add? Or are you, are you working on something here? Well, well, Tracy, I actually think I have a solution to your problem as for the $450 pontoon rental that you're currently dealing Go with. Go ahead, Ray. I know you don't want to pick up the bill. I know you don't want to do that anymore. You've done that before. You're done doing it. Luckily for you, you have a solution. You, you run, you manage people's financial accounts, right? So mm -hmm. what you do is you take a little bit out of that that financial account. Some of these people that you're running, you, I assume you got a big pot. You take a little bit of it out. You pay for your personal expenses. And how you respond to that loss in the personal expenses, of course, Tracy, is you just got to get more people to give you money. So if you keep getting more people, you could start divvying out the extra money that you're making from the, the new recruits. You give it to the people that have been with you longer. It's a nice scheme. It's a beautiful scheme. I think I just invented yeah. it, but it should work perfectly. You and Bernie Madoff. I could be the next Bernie <laughs> Madoff. Exactly. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if I did something like this? And I'm extremely honest. When it comes to money, I don't play any games. I'm straight up. Can you imagine me getting in trouble? The publicity. People be laughing their asses off, wouldn't they? I get no sympathy. The, the the Tracy Jones Ponzi scheme. All the money being spent at the brass ass. Be a hell of it. Be a hell of a headline, Trace. <laughs> I know. I, I think I'll slow play that. That's a, that was a horrible idea, Reed. <laughs> Fair enough. Tracy, as, as, you, as you embark on your journeys across the country and you, you travel as much as you do, I assume you have a little bit of downtime. Uh, before you head off here and we let you go into the sunset, uh, we've been trying to do this lately. I don't think we've done it successfully yet as far as give our scores about things that we've watched, but I do like the idea of a show that consists of things outside of sports from time to time that allows people to yeah. uh, to get a glimpse into some other perspectives or some other things that you could possibly watch. Um, I brought in a, a, a short, short book today that I'm going to share at the end of the show uh, that I think is interesting. I think it's fun. I think you should read it. However, is there any shows on television, any books you've read lately that you think oh. perhaps the American consumer, as in the folks that watch this lovely show, should be aware of? Okay, I'm, as you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm very political because I can't believe what's happening in this country. It's so screwed up. So there are so going to be plen up. plenty of emails pouring in and plenty of comments in all capital letters. I can promise you that. I know, they get all, those libertards really get upset. Um, 2,000 mules about the election, I, I think is worth. 
um, that freedom. I forget what the movie's called about the child trafficking, which is, which is so, on a serious note, is so sad and which is really prevalent around the world. I think people need to, to see that movie. But please, let's do this because I'll recommend books. I'll recommend podcasts that you should. I'm a big Andrew Tate. Jordan Peterson, oh, no. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in these guys. You laugh, but I'm telling you, these guys are right on, right on. Uh, I, uh, I just know that those are hot, hot, button topic, uh, hot button topics, that's for sure. Yeah, Kim.com, I would follow him on Twitter. Elon Musk, big fan of Elon Musk. Trump, big fan of Trump. So yeah, I'll give you some recommendation of shows and, and people to follow on Twitter books to read. Uh, Only the Paranoid Survived by Andy Grove, who was the CEO of Intel. He would write down five things that he worried about Intel that could take him down. Very informative. I kind of live my life like that. I write down things that I'm worried about. Like if I were to get fired uh, from Chatterbox and to lose a six-figure paycheck, I mean, I don't don't know if I could recover from that. So these are the things I worry about. Understood. Well, you show up on time, and uh, as you've always said, uh, 80% or 90% of the battle, I think, uh, I don't know what percentage you put on it from time to time, but that's basically it. 90% of the time, uh, if you just show up, you're, you're already there. So, so how, How's you. Casey doing with it? How, real quick, how's Casey doing the married life? Isn't it overrated, Casey? Uh, it's not that overrated. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Uh, Alex has been great. Um, she's currently Mike in all capital letters is 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 in the chat. You didn't hear any of that, did you? <laughs> no. I, I I will say this. How does it feel <laughs> to be married and, and pull some wool once a month? Does that make you feel like you want to go back and be single? <laughs> no. No. <not> Oh, Tracy. Well, you got him blushing, Tracy. So good for you. You 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 won the day. Um, all right, Tracy. Anything? Any any parting thoughts that you'd like to you'd like to dispo uh, uh, on Chatterbox before you go? No, I, I better slow it down. I think I act a little bit uh, childish, uh, immature. <laughs> this on a Tuesday, I'll straighten up and just be serious on Thursday. How's that? All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Thirsty right. Thursdays. Tracy's right. serious. All right. Thank you, you Tracy. Take care. Have a good day. Tracy Jones. Mr. 2-9. Man, you get what you get, man. Either like it or you don't. I think it's one of those things where in life, you understand that there's perspectives that some have and there's perspectives that others have. And if you can understand what the way that some people think, you could also understand the way that some others think as well. The beautiful thing about Chatterbox, as we said before, we don't make it political. Tracy likes making things political from time to time. He likes politics. He's into that. I just got to be honest with you. I just got to be honest with you. I watched, the, I watched the news for five seconds, and I quickly just realized that this is just not going to enhance my life. It's not going to enhance my life. Yep. And you know what? For everyone out there that pickets, for everyone out there marches and parades, for everyone out there that gets on, on the news stations and listens to every p- uh, political pundit there is and, and gets super serious about their vote and this, that, and the other, by all means, we need those people as well. I'm not suggesting for one second this country would run without them, but 
you know, everybody's, uh, everybody in their life has their own, uh, their own area that they like to, to, to fit into. And I just, like I said before, I like staying in the toy aisle, boys. I like staying in the toy aisle. If I can stay in the sports, you know, just keep my head on a swivel. Unless, I'm, unless something's really, really bad happening, I'd prefer not to know about it. And uh, we'll just keep it moving. We'll run a daily sports show. We'll, we'll watch sports. We'll act like sports are really, 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 really important because they are. But we all know at the grand scheme of things that, hey, it's just, it's just, it's just sports. Why, why would we care about, you know, how we're using our defense budget or, or health care or anything like that when we could talk for 30 minutes about who our fifth string defensive end is going to be? <laughs> that seems way more important. Like, that seems way more crucial. I don't know. It just seems more fun, too. Trace, we have a great cherry on top for you. It's beautiful. All right. It, it happened just during that interview. All right. So this is the cherry on top presented by United Dairy Farmers. Very much appreciative of United Dairy Farmers. They are going to be down at the Bash on Short Vine. So just letting you know, Bash on Short Vine presented by will Chatterbox be Sports. Uh, uh, this Saturday presented by Chatterbox Sports. But the UDF cherry on top. And I'll let my boss tell me what I should do. I haven't, I haven't crafted a response Brian, yet. Brian Harmick, tell me this is the response I would assume to, to something that you put out. Correct. Um, I would assume that maybe he's understanding the, of the meme joke. Is he, He's not the super big J journalist here where he just thinks that everything you did is just uh, is not in humor. However, maybe he's being serious. He's saying if you want to buy an ad, talk to our sales department. Hmm. Mm. Well, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I tell love what. that. I love that. You do me a favor, Brian. Every time you mention Paycor Stadium, get rid of it. Don't say Paycor. Just say the stadium down there near the river where the Bengals play. Won't you do that? Every time you bring up Coney's, don't say Skyline or Gold Star. Just say Cincinnati Chili Coney's. <laughs> the Reds are playing at a ballpark downtown. Yeah. The Reds, they just play. They just play in a park that sits next to the the. Well, not not the banks. Uh, not the banks. What is it going to be called? I can't the, call it the banks. That's the strip, a privately the held. Strip of bars outside yeah. the baseball field. It's the strip of bars outside the baseball field. He's opened up a can of worms. I, he's, he's lucky I'm busy. I don't know about everyone else in here, but I'd be going back through every single news story this man has done and seeing how many times he's just given credit <laughs> to said things. Did he do WB and fireworks perhaps? No free ads, but just saying. When he reports on a story, is he going to say, the blue beverage company that makes beer in St. Louis, Missouri might just be having a problem with their sales because of something had happened with somebody else. Is that how he's going to report on the news? Just don't bring up anything. In fact, to what I would reply is that if you're going to actually make it a story, don't tell lies. Don't say there's going to be a ban when there's not a ban anywhere in sight on the press release I gave you. Don't sit there and tell me that it's going to be Dora when there's no Dora mentioned at all. If you knew anything about anything, you'd realize that's not Dora. In fact, that's illegal to say. It's not Dora. If you go down there and you treat it like Dora, you can be arrested. How about that? That would be actual reporting. Heaven forbid. But it was, a, it was a slow news day, and you have to report every single day, which is the main problem with 24-7 news. It's the main problem with the media, is you always have to be saying something. 
You always got to be getting clicks. If you're not getting clicks, you can't pay the bills. Why can't, why can't you pay the bills without the clicks? Because you sub out your sales to all these different parties that take advantage of you. Like Google. Like Amazon. All of these because you don't have a sales department. That's why. Because your sales department sucks so damn bad that you require on millions and millions and millions of clicks because your CPMs, and if you don't know anything about a CPM, it's cost per mil, which also means this is how much money you get paid per 1,000 impressions. And if you get paid this much money per 1,000 impressions, and it's super, 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 super low because all of your viewership is junk and you got nobody that wants to follow you because nobody cares about you. Nobody's loyal because if I say buy Pawnee Water, people that watch this show, they give a rat's ass about it. So you know what they do? They buy Pawnee Water and we don't have to require to go out and get CPMs for $2. So we don't have to sit here and spew at the mouth for 24-7 hours a day. I can end this show whenever I want. You can't do that. And the reason you can't do that is because the system that you play under is completely broken. And it's been broken. And until somebody in legacy media fixes it, Chatterbox Sports is going to keep rising. And we're going to rise so high one day that nobody's going to turn the 5 o'clock news on because it's irrelevant. And it's coming. The reason nobody stands in line to watch and, and, and ride on the racer at Kings Island is why? Because it's boring now. It's not fun anymore. It was cool back in 1960. It's not cool anymore. So if you're going to tell me to get an ad, I'm cool with that. I'm not going to pay for the ad because your demographic sucks so damn bad about what I want to try to do. I'm not paying for it. However... However, if I peel back the onion just a little bit here, at least if you're going to report on the story, tell the truth about the event. Don't just say outlandish things like there's a band. I digress. All right. I know I just said a lot of things. I meant every single bit of it. <laughs> I'm in every single bit of it. I'm in it all. I'm in every single thing about what I just said. I, I, I'm reminded on a daily basis that I'm so thankful that I have a loving family, that I have a wife that supports me, that I can step outside the box and go for my dreams and do things that I'm passionate about and try to do a damn good job while doing it. And today's a reminder that I could be working under someone else's watch, someone else's dime, being told exactly what I have to do. Like, you got to get a story out today because if you don't, we're going to now have enough clicks to be able to pay the bills. So go out there and do a half-assed job. Get the story out as fast as you can because we got to fill time because we got a 24-hour schedule to, to keep up with. So I'm going to end this show now because I can. Not because I want to, but because I can. It's 12.09. I'm nine minutes over. But I'm not nine minutes over. If I wanted to go another hour, I could. You know why? Because we can. We got ad reads to do, though, because we pay bills around here. And the reason we only have three or four ads, by the way, is because if you get 20,000 ads, well, then there just becomes a problem. So here's your ad. Encore Technology supports this show because why? Because they're willing to support local businesses, small businesses, unlike some others. Encore Technologies 
provides IT solutions for a data center world with suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized work from home computing to improve efficiency and productivity. Productivity. Productivity? Visit Encore <laughs> Tech. The path to innovation starts here. And you know what I just said? I said Pawnee Water earlier. And by God, if you don't have Pawnee Water, keep trying to find it. We're going to get this into all the places eventually. It's going to happen. At some point, it's going to happen. But by God, when you taste that water, you won't taste anything else the same ever again. It's the best water in the world. It's the best water in the world. It's a new premium alkaline. Pawnee. P-A-H-H-N-I. And I got to tell you, the stuff tastes great. It does. You know it tastes great. You've watched the show long enough. The this, this stuff tastes great. You know why? Because they don't have any artificial processing. There's some more of that stuff going around in the local news. Artificial processing. Instead, they use natural limestone filtration. The result is a healthy alkaline water that's also known as the best tasting water in the world. Visit their website, Pawnee Water, P-A-H-H-N-I-W-A-T-E-R.com. That's P-A-H-H-N-I-Water.com to see where you can buy this great tasting water. And we got another super chat. Chi-Town Real Estate, thank you. He spreads the love. Well, thank you, you Chi-Town. Yeah, thank spreads you, the love, Chi-Town. Love it. City of brotherly love. Uh, if anything... Uh, <laughs> If anything, uh, you should be. Uh, you brought a book. You, you should be somewhat proud about uh, about watching the show. I, I do mean that. You're, you're helping support a local small business, and otherwise, you're just you're just you're just part of Legacy Media. And le unfortunately, Legacy Media is what it is. But here soon, I got news for you. And by soon, I mean real soon. The way of the future is going to be talented people finding a platform that's independent enough to allow them to be their, 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 their whole selves. Journalism, I got news for you. Journalism at actual legacy media companies, it's getting ready to go right down the wayside. You know why? Because as soon as somebody, and again, I'm not, this isn't political, but as soon as guys like Tucker and all these other types of journalisms that uh, journalists Realize they can just go on a separate, their own platform. They can get their own YouTube channel. They can go on to their, onto x.com. They can go wherever they want. Ultimately, at the end of it, you're going to have independent, individual power brokers. And I'm hoping that Chatterbox can be one of the places that people perceive as a fun place to work, as a nice place to have autonomy, to be your own boss, to have your own ability to make your own money, to your own fortune. You do a better job, you make more money. That's, supposed, that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it's supposed to work. But I've watched my wife work in the nursing field in these said hospitals for a long time. I've watched people that I love work in the system that is basically education for a long time. And the truth is, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter. You can be the best nurse in the world. You can go home and listen to podcasts. You can care about every single thing there is in regards to nursing that you could possibly ever have. You could come into work and guess what? You're going to get paid pretty much the same. You know why? Because there's pay bans. There's pay bans. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? The guy that goes home and or girl that goes home that could care less about anything, doesn't watch a single thing about nursing at all, could care less, just shows up on time, leaves on time, takes their full lunch break, and that's about it. What happens to them? 
Well, they're protected by a system. They get the same pay ban. They make the same amount of money. Education, same way. Best teacher in the world. You could be the best teacher in the world. Guess what? Starting salary is this. Hope you like it. Jolly Jolly with the super chat. Watch the mad as hell scene from Network. And there is a race right now. Trace. He meant to say Trace. Watch the mad as hell scene from Network. And there is Trace right now. Okay. Trace, that ad read was the greatest ad read ever because you were yelling. And it seemed angry at times. <laughs> it was angry. No, I mean, listen, I, I get it. I, I, I understand the concept. I wasn't mad about it at all, okay? I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't mad about it at all. In fact, Elliot and Casey were the ones that, that were cracking me up about the fact that WLWT ran the story and blah, blah, blah. My only problem is, is like, if that's the angle you want to take, cool. I'm all for it, Brian. I'm all for it, brother. You want me to buy an ad? I'll buy an ad. I don't want to buy an ad because I don't want those demos. Don't need them. But my point is, is that if you're going to report it and then you're going to, you're going to clap back, which clap back, I don't know if you get that term, but my point is, is if you're going to respond, you probably better make sure you got your ducks in a row and you don't say that there's a Dora, wrong, and there's a ban, wrong, and it's from 12 to 7.30, wrong. Now, to be fair to him, in the press release, it does say 12 to 7.30, but the very next sentence, the very next sentence says, every week will fluctuate based off kickoff times. Seems like a relatively important thing. Considering every week there's a different kickoff time. All right, I'll well, let you guys uh, actually, can I say discuss something. Some, yeah, please do, Elliot. Well, I just wanted to say if you know if you were thinking about tuning into Channel Five tonight uh, for the news, uh, I'm going to tell you a couple spoilers about the program tonight. <laughs> uh, one, number one, most importantly, there's going to be a lot of bad things that happen in the city that you're going to hear about. Uh, just a lot of bad stuff. Really, not any pertinent stuff. Just. Just genuinely bad news. You're going to feel worse about yourself for hearing it. You're going to feel worse about the city. Uh, but tune in for that. And after that, after the 10-minute commercial break, you're going to see 15 minutes of the weather. Let me just give you a quick rundown of the weather real quick. At 5 p.m., it's going to be sunny in 82. At 6 p.m., it's going to be sunny in 81. At 7 p.m., it's going to be sunny in 79. If you want the whole week forecast, again, if, if you're unable to uh, search that up yourself, you're waiting for the 5 o'clock news, uh, it's going to be sunny for the next about 10 days. Um, really, it's going to be a high of 80 fluctuating there, here and there. But it's going to be sunny, not a whole lot of rain in the coming days. And if there was a change in the rain, you can just check on your phone. Uh, but, <laughs> again, tune in, tune in for the program tonight, WLWT. I'm sure they're, they're hosting a great program over there. Um, I, I'm not sure what they'll be talking about. Again, it's just bad stuff in the, in the weather. So I just gave you a rundown. If you want to hear the bad stuff, tune in. If you like commercials, tune in. And if you like the weather, tune in. Other than that, God bless. Have a great day. Is there going to be any wind for a hair plug, Hamrick? <laughs> let me see if there's going to be any wind real quick. And again, let me, let me see if there's going to be any wind. Oh, three miles per hour wind. Three just miles little, per hour wind. Just a little flow. But tune in, for, tune in for the local news. Give me a break. Well, I do want to say thank you to WLT for uh, WLWT for running the story. At least they did. Uh, but it just, again, if you're going to run it, uh, have a little pride. I mean, if anything, that's what I would say. I, 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 when we do stuff around here, we don't always do it great. We always aren't, a, we always aren't the best, but we try as hard as we can uh, for the most part. I mean, we do. We do. If we don't have the right equipment, I, I'm telling you, when, when, 
one day when this true story is told about us, uh, I'd, I'd hope that they would, uh, they would mention that the guys might not have always known what they were doing, but they tried harder than anybody. They cared about as much as anybody. There's not anybody that replies to us, sends us an email that's unsatisfied, that thinks we should do something better, that doesn't get a reply back. Now, some of that might be because we're small. You might argue that. But we're also wearing about 25,000 different hats around here. I'd like to think if my only job was to wake up every day and report, that I'd get the story right. Especially when the guy that's running the events, cell phone number's on there and email's on there. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I have too high expectations. Perhaps I do. But the good news is, is we do this show every single day. Which means from now until tomorrow, I'll give it some thought. I'll consider the other side of the aisle. I got a feeling that I'm not going to come to any other conclusion other than that's just piss poor journalism. That's probably what I'm going to come up with. But I'll let you know tomorrow. I just want to say thank you for watching this show. You are the reason we're able to do this. You're the reason, quite frankly, that Pawnee Water supports this show. And United Dairy Farmers. Perhaps I will buy an ad. In fact, I am. I'm going to see how much it costs. I'm going to call. I'm going I'm to do that now. Brian just sold his first ad. Thanks for watching, everybody. I think we're going to we'll run the ad at the end of the week. Take care.